Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to episode 34 of the X-Button Gaming Podcast. As always, I'm your host that always forgets to introduce himself, Chris B. Chris. Chris Perry. I don't even know what to call myself anymore. Just Chris. Um, and then I have my frequent co-host, uh, especially on the Collector's Editions episodes, which is what this is, uh, Jimmy in the house. Hello, everybody. So thanks for joining me. Um, I do love the Collector's Editions episodes. Uh, I love talking about games, and, <laughs> and that's why I have a podcast about them. But. And we were overdue for a Collector's Edition episode, even though we weren't planning to do this today. Yeah, this was a very last-minute change as of less than 24 hours. Yeah. There was some uh, sickness in the, the group for the episode we had planned, so we had to reschedule it, and that'll be later. And we threw this together because it's an easy one to talk about when we get to the main topic you'll know why mm-hmm. um but yeah i i enjoy the collector's editions episodes it's kind of i think when i sat down and originally just started thinking about doing a podcast this was these were the the concept episodes that i was excited to do mm-hmm. and then it just ended up taking a while to get to them because everything else was just working yeah um but it's fun to mix them in every once in a while yeah i love to join you on them and people seem to enjoy them because I, they they always have really high listener feedback. I don't know if that's because people are listening to them more than once or what. Huh, but interesting. Yeah, we'll try not to disappoint you this time. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will try. We, we will try. Um, yeah, the last one we did was with Jaden, and that was our collecting goals. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, this will be a console focused one, which we haven't done since October. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get started, and we'll talk about some of our recent uh, pickups and our one ups and pickups seg. Uh, segment. So James, why don't you get us started with what you've picked up since the last episode? Well, in the last uh, Collector's Edition episode, we talked about our goals for the year, and I've already started one of those goals, which is um, adding to my Nintendo Power Archive issue collection. So I have two here. For starters, I have the one that my generous friend Crispy Chris gifted me, Nintendo Power August 2011 issue Volume 270, and on the cover is Star Fox in an R-Wing above the atmosphere. Um, So this was right about the time 3DS and Wii U were... This is a 3DS Wii U era. Yeah, just before the Wii U, because the last issue that was out was the first the launch of the wii u issue oh that's true huh yeah with the new super mario brothers U on the front december 2012 i think yep so this is coming up to the end yeah and there was a there was a super nes 20th anniversary um feature on, in this issue there was apparently on the top it says pokemon dvd inside pokemon black and white tv episode plus music video that was not included with this so chris didn't let me it. down crystal every day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be i i i'm I low-key kind of want to go look for that and see if I can find it, though. You should. That would be cool to add it in there. Yeah. Because be... I didn't steal it. It just didn't have it. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, yeah. When you find these issues, you're not expecting to find much. Um, you're lucky if you have the poster included in any of the inserts, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's one of them. And then another one I got at a... I, I, I feel really bad because I meant to write down this guy's name. I went to a uh, local video game store in Kent, I believe. I can't even think of the name of it anymore, and I can't think of the guy I talked to, but he was a really nice guy. <laughs> so maybe just... Shout uh, out to a really nice guy at Game <laughs> Store in Kent. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job, sir. Bro, he remembers you. <laughs> I, I Gosh, I feel like I wrote down his name somewhere, and I lost it, and it's making me really upset, but he was a really nice guy. Hey, I'm sorry. You don't man. remember the name of the game store in Kent, huh? I don't. I'm, I'm going to find it later while you're talking. But uh, 
he they did have a pretty a pretty modest collection of Nintendo Nintendo Power back issues. Yeah, that's always nice because you don't see them very often. Yeah, and they were they were pretty stored pretty nice. It was in this little plastic sleeve. This right here is Nintendo Power issue volume forty four, featuring the Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. This is not the first uh, appearance of this video game on the pod. I've talked about it a number of times. It's one of my I don't know. I have just really happy and strong feelings about this game. And it was, generally, it was a pretty well-received platform game. But this was the feature video game. That was a cool game. And I love that the cover, for those who can't see it, which is everybody but me, mm-hmm. <laughs> is Mickey in his firefighter costume. Yes. And that was cool about that game is you had the different costumes and the different stages that you played in. That had different. Each one had a different like gimmick, I guess. Yeah. But I, I never really finished that game. But I remember playing it at your house and really liking it. It's a game that I hold very dearly. Um for those that aren't aware, it's 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 basically they basically kind of copy and pasted the plot of like older Super Mario Brothers games, like Mickey's dog Pluto goes missing. You know, in Mario games, that would be Zelda, <laughs> or not Zelda. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh snap, we just we just crossed universes. This is awkward. <laughs> no, that would be uh, Peach, um, and in this case, Emperor Pete is to blame, not Bowser. We hate Emperor Pete. Yeah, so you you you're traveling through Emperor Pete's kingdom trying to get your dog back, Pluto. Let me ask you a question. Yes. I just found this out recently. Mm. What do you think Pete is a dog or a cat? I would think. Like, so, including Goofy and Max not, and all not, of them? Not Goofy or Max, Just but Pete. that Pete from the, you know, from Goofy movie and uh, Goof, Goof Troop. Is Pete a dog or a cat? I've always thought of them as dogs. Well, Goofy and Max are dogs. Yeah. But Pete is a cat. What? Yeah, I had no idea. Recently, Jim Cummings, the voice actor for Pete, uh-huh. um, did a TikTok thing with somebody else. And how he was doing a reaction video to somebody calling Pete a dog. And he was like, in, in Pete's voice, I, which I'm not going to try to do, he was like, I'm not a dog, I'm a cat. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> and then when you actually look at it, he's a cat. <laughs> but he, I because he's always related with Goofy, I just think I put, but then that makes sense. It's why they have a little bit of a rivalry there too, because, well, I mean, Goofy doesn't really rival anybody. He just resembles a dog to me Yeah, more, he looks but... like a dog to me still. Like where I opened up the inside cover and we're, he, this is a... Uh... On the cover, it is uh, Mickey in a firefighter costume, which is one of the levels in the game. And he's blasting Emperor Pete with water. He don't look like a cat to me. Yeah. But he's a cat? That is what the voice actor for Pete says, is that he is a cat, <laughs> not a dog. That's so interesting. Sorry, I totally threw that off there. No, but... that's, I mean, it's on the subject. Uh, yeah, so Emperor Pete is a cat. So is that game store either game-bound mm. video games or retro emporium? Game-bound. I'm pretty it's sure game it's game-bound. I'm pretty okay. sure it's game-bound. Because those are two, I didn't know, I haven't been to either of those, so now i got to make a trip to Kent, but yeah, yeah. G- Game Bound Emporium has, looks like, pretty popular. They both are really well I don't even know why I went out there. Like, I remember I dropped off Hannah at the airport, because she went on a, like, a couple-day trip with Cressa and, and Kokoro to, like, Vegas or something. Way down to Kokoro. Before, before Kokoro went back to Japan, and I was like, well, I'm just here. I'm just going to go to a game store, and for some reason I ended up in Kent. I can't even remember why. But I found a really cool. They had they had some really cool uh, Nintendo Power issues too. They had some Zelda ones, some Pokemon covers. But for some reason, this one was calling out to me. I didn't want to like break the bank on a bunch of different issues because some of them were like thirty bucks, forty bucks. Oh like. yeah, they can get expensive. There's one very specific issue I want to find. I do not remember which issue it is, but maybe there's more than one that does this. But I want to go and find some of the '64 era ones that were that had articles about Earthbound '64 in it mm-hmm. with screenshots and like character models and stuff. Yeah, just because it's obviously it's a relic now. That game was never finished. Instead, mm-hmm. I'd love to just have some of that stuff like 
archived in my own collection because I love Earthbound so much. I just feel like these magazines, what I like about them so much is obviously the nostalgia it brings back, but like they're like each one, each individual issue is like a little time capsule mm -hmm. with all these memories that you completely forget about. Like I just thumbed through this briefly and I found some things that have just like surprised me. Like for one thing, this uh, issue took place January 1993. So I, when I think 93, I think, okay, Game Boy and I think Super Nintendo. Because Super Nintendo launched, I think, 1990, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this game, the other main feature was about Mega Man. Because apparently uh, Mega Man 3, I believe, on the Game Boy had just launched. And Mega Man 5 on the NES was about to launch at the end of the year. And I was like, 1993? The NES was still getting support? Yeah, I think... The last game to come on the NES was Kirby's Adventure, which came out in like 93 or 94. Like, they supported the NES way longer yeah. than you would have thought. I, I mean, I don't remember that at all. I mean, obviously, I was a kid and I didn't, I could, you know, I couldn't, could only pay so much attention and play the games that my dad brought home, basically. But yeah. um, I thought that was so interesting. I mean, and Mega Man 5. So, there, Mega Man 6 came out after that. So, on yeah. NES, because that was an NES game. Has there, has there ever been a time where three. Nintendo consoles were getting support like that at the same time? It definitely doesn't happen anymore. The 64 went into 2002 with minimal support. Mm -hmm. um, but the GameCube came out in 2001. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a little bit of overlap there. But with the Game GameCube, they stopped making GameCube games the day <laughs> the Wii came out. I don't think any... I think Twilight Princess was the last game. I don't think they released anymore. And if I'm wrong, uh, please let me know. Because mm -hmm. I... I could be wrong. I very well could be. I just don't recall anymore coming out. It sounds out right that. to me. That sounds right. But yeah, like like I said, these issues are a time capsule. They're cool display pieces if you want. Like I to me, I'm just treating them like another comic book series that I'm collecting. So now it's Spider-Man and Nintendo Power, but in that same issue, there was a Ren and Stimpy show poster included, which still has a poster, which nice. is kind of cool. I didn't know that there was a Ren and Stimpy video Stimpy game made. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that was on the Game Boy. The original Game Boy had a game. And then uh, on page 32, there was a game, NBA All-Star Challenge. And I wasn't, I wasn't aware of these other more like lesser known NBA video games, but they had like a little sports section at this point, this era of Nintendo Power. And um, there was a picture of Michael Jordan playing one-on-one -on -one against Sean Kemp <laughs> in this issue. I just noticed that today, thumbing through it, and I was like, that is great. And that'll be relevant for later in the episode when we talk about something. <laughs> Sean Kim always be coming up on the podcast. <laughs> Frequent listener, I'm sure. But anyways, Nintendo Power issues. Love, I, love picking them up. I think the last thing on Nintendo Powers, too, is uh, I love that... I don't remember when it started, but after a while, they started doing the, the ongoing pictures on the spines. Mm -hmm. So when you had them all oh. set up next to each other, you would create a like a little image, or well, a big image, because yeah. it went across probably even multiple years sometimes. Yeah. But that's like... I have a weird affinity towards stupid things like that. Mm. Like, I want to get all the Dragon Ball Z VHS, both because I have a VHS player and I'm kind of nostalgic for, like, uh, defunct media right now, but sure. also because when you get the whole, each season of the show on one side created a picture from the season, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever that might be, Goku and Boo fighting or Goku and Frieza fighting or whatever, um, but just super, super cool. Yeah, no doubt. So what else did you pick up? Um, my next pickup, also a recent gift from, from Chris as anniversary gift. Thank you very much, friend. F-Zero GX on the Nintendo GameCube. Complete in box, no manual, but that's okay. I don't need it. <laughs> but I'm very happy to have it. Um, this is a very beloved racing game. Um, rumors of a remaster coming, which I'll also be excited for, but I'm very happy to play this 
on my GameCube. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite GameCube games. I suck at it, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's difficult. That game is so fast. Like it's insane how fast that game is. And with and you have one of the HDMI upscalers for the GameCube, right? Yeah, I popped it in to play like Pokemon Coliseum. I think last year it's still connected. I feel like I which I I definitely like a lot of the old consoles and they're they're when you play them on a CRT the way they look. Mm-hmm. But the GameCube pretties up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and F Zero looks really good with the upscaler. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really am a fan of that. That game has aged well, um, surprisingly well. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really hopeful that there's going to be some uh, some like uh, Smash Brothers Easter eggs. Like, is he, he going to go show me your moves, or am I going to hear any of that stuff? Any I of the so. the famous quotes or anything? I don't know. I hope you'll hear it. I hope I'll hear it too. Anyways, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and what else? I got two more. For starters, um, Raiden 30th anniversary. I talked about that. I had my eye on this. Maybe I don't know a year ago or something when I was buying up a bunch of limited run games, but it is um, a small mini collection. It, it includes Raiden 4 Mikado Remix and Raiden 5 Director's Cut, um, both of which are uh, highly regarded shmups. So I'm just going to add this to the list of pile of shmups that I had not started to play yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to play Karuga first. Yeah, I'm going to play Karuga first one day. Well, that's a cool one. I've never played any of the Raiden games, but I do love shmups. Shmups. Shmup it up. I kind of sound stupid when I say it. It is a weird I, like, word I to feel, say. I guess I feel stupid when I say it. Shmup. Shmup. But, uh, no. What shmup? I, I love, um, sh- shmups. <laughs> they're, shmups. They're just a lot of fun. They are. But, yeah, you'll have to play. You'll have to let me know when you what you think of it when you play it. I wonder if I can play this in co-op. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. One, one to two players, so. Those games bode well to two player. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. This is a vertical shmup, by the way. Not a horizontal one. Oh, it's side. It's a side scroller, huh? No, no, it's it's vertical. Oh, it is horizontal vert, would be side scroller. Vert, vert, oh, vert. Okay, get vert, man. Well, most shmups are vertical. That's true. This is more the. So that's how you threw me because my lack of knowledge on what which is horizontal and which is vertical. <laughs> you made me think that it was the less common one. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to play it one day. <laughs> one day, <laughs> but for now it's just in the pile. Oh yes, in the shmup pile. In the shmup pile. All right, what's uh? It looks like you got one more item here. I got one more. I don't know if I told you I got this. Maybe I did. I had no idea. Um, so first of all, shout out to my friend Joseph. Uh, years ago, you were just uh, just Hannah's cousin in the UK. Now we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not because he got this for me. We were already friends. I hated him before that. <laughs> Love you, man. Love you, Joseph. But uh, um, does he listen? He listens sometimes. Oh, thanks, far, thanks for listening. As far as I understand, all the way over in the UK. Uh huh. From Ipswich. Ipswich. Up, up a town, as they say. So, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet Dual Pack Steelbook Edition. That's cool. I hate that we didn't get that. It's really frustrating that we didn't. But I'm glad I had a contact in the UK who was able to get it for me. He apparently went... I reached out to him, I think, a week before the game launched. So by then, most of these things were, were pre-ordered out and really hard to find. But I think he ended up going to like... Uh, some kind of department store, and I don't know, maybe a, a UK equivalent of Fred Myers or something, and he was able to get it there. But he he looked all around. He he went to, you know, more effort than was required to try yeah. to get this for well, me. That's, that's a good guy right there. Yeah, and then when when Hannah's parents went to the UK, they just brought it back with them for me. I Dude, was like, awesome. no, no shipping. shipping <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited. It, obviously, like I said, it includes this exclusive golden dual game card steel book mm-hmm. of um, Coridon and Maridon. Yeah, which is, it, that looks just like the one we got for Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. but with Coridon and Maridon instead of um, uh, Zacian and Zamazenta. That's right, that's right. But 
so why I just don't I just don't understand why we didn't get it. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't make any yeah, North America I think was was I'm sure there was another region too, but it feels like the only region that got ignored in terms of the steel books and it's pretty frustrating. Yeah. You know I love my steel books. Yeah. No, that's an awesome pickup because yeah. I mean we'll we'll never get it now, so it was definitely an exclusive to anywhere but here. Yeah, and I could probably open this and take a look at it, but it's unopened. At this point at this point in the game, this is brand new. So uh, yeah, brand new and unopened. That steel book will be a nice display piece once you know where you're going to put it. Yeah, so I'm pretty ex- I'm pretty happy that he was able to do this for me. I really am. Yeah, Thank no, you, Joseph. That's awesome. <clears throat> I'm glad he was able to do that for you because that's just a cool piece to have in your collection. And it's not easy to get. No, not in now, not anymore. That's for sure. So you have anything else? It looked like that was the last one. That's all I got. That's okay. what I got this time around. So if everybody, anybody who listens, might remember that last time. I had picked up a ton in between collections editions episode. <laughs> it made it seem like I would just waste an endless amount of money, and I probably did. But <laughs> this time, it's much more reasonable. <laughs> Only a handful of items. It's a small <laughs> stack. James can see it here. Yeah. Um, and I know you got this one too, but not not the craziest pickup. But I was going to mention it anyway because it sure was a pain in the butt oh, to my get. God. Surprisingly, um, Metroid Prime Remaster. I when I want something. I pre-order it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, like, I don't care. Like, I know people say, don't pre-order, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. If I want it, I don't want to have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. Even if there's not a bonus item, if I plan on playing something the day of release, I pre-order it. For whatever reason, I did not do that when they announced the physical re- release of this. And it was available for at least a few days. I think I waited a few days. And then when I went to finally pre-order it, it became a headache. <laughs> this game was so hard to track down took me probably two to three weeks after the game's physical release to finally get a copy of it. Yeah. Um, so I felt like it was worth talking about just because of that. I wasn't not going to have a physical copy because I love Metroid. I have a nice little collection of physical Metroid stuff, and it was going to be added to it. And it is a game I already knew I liked. And uh, surprise, I like it even more than I remember liking <laughs> it. I, I can't emphasize enough. This does not happen. I recently have tried to get back into Kingdom Hearts, a game I have very fond memories of, and I can't. And that's not trying to dog on the series. I just, I found it too slow, too, like I was really struggling. doesn't mean I won't try again at some point. So sometimes, I guess my point of saying that was sometimes our memory of things doesn't age as well as, <laughs> as uh, you know, the game. You know, mm-hmm. we have much fonder memories. This game, I know they updated it. The visuals are prettier. The controls are, with the dual stick controls are much better. But this game is better than I remember. It really is. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I never got bored. I didn't 100% it when I finished it, but it's just such a good game. I can't <laughs> emphasize enough how much people, if you have any interest in it whatsoever, you should play it. Yes, and I'm, I'm, glad, to, I'm glad to hear you say all those things. I already knew you liked it, and we're obviously both big Metroid heads. Like We just love Metroid <laughs> more yeah. than most people. But I'm even wearing a Metroid shirt. Mar- right I, now. I didn't wear mine this time. I'm wearing an Avengers shirt for some reason. But uh, yeah, like this game look. I feel like somebody said on the Discord this game looks as good as you remember it, which is true. Maybe even better. Yeah, it was Joel. He said, but the, if you actually go back and play it on GameCube, it doesn't look as good as you remember it there. Yeah. But because of the updated graphics, yeah. it looks just as good as you remember yeah, it. It's not better. Yeah. And and, and I, I will say too, it pl- it's just. I, it's one of those games where I was like, did I remember this right? Was it that good? And then, yeah, you go back and you're like, it was that good. Yeah, they did the right upgrades to make it uh, timeless. Yeah. Um, because and I, I do, I remember going back to the GameCube one 10 years ago. After the, I mean, at that, when Prime came out, first person shooters were still kind of a, a growing 
console thing. It was big on PC, not big on console still. I mean, GoldenEye has started, but we just recently gotten Halo. Yeah. So it wasn't huge yet like it is now. So it doesn't play dual stick like it should. You know, you had the C stick and the thumb stick. Yeah. But instead you still have to, you have to stop and hold the trigger to like look around to shoot. Yeah. Not conducive. Like it didn't age well. Yeah. They fixed that and now you have a, it's not a port, it's a remaster because of that. It's a perfect, this is how remaster should be done. Yes. Just, this is the, by far the definitive, <laughs> the definitive version of the game. Like you said, Metroid games are known for being speedrun games, right? Mm-hmm. And then and they're speedrun games because the movement is quick and you have to you have to traverse a lot of ground quickly. There's a lot of backtracking, which is part of Metroid games. And to make the controls that much more smooth and just more palatable in a game that already was one of the best games of all time, it just further cements that it is it has that status still. It's still one of the goats. One of the video game goats is Metroid Prime One. No doubt about it. Yeah. Hands down. I agree. I thought it was so interesting, though, like, and the discourse, obviously, on Twitter and and just on the internet has been very, very positive. So many people are playing the game for the first time, which makes me very happy, and they're just like, how have we never played this game? But I, but also what's interesting now is hearing, like, a new generation's complaints about it, like, and I'm, this isn't me dogging on it, but, like, they made some interesting points, like, this generation was like, why are we backtracking so much? Like they've never played a Metroidvania before and they re- realize that's what it's about. It's about going back, realizing you can't progress any further. You have to go back, get a power up so you can come back to that point. People are like, I want a, what's it called? An auto where you... Like a fast travel? Like fast travel. And I'm like, that. it's not a Metroidvania it, yeah. game. It de- and that defeats the purpose of Metroid just because your whole goal is with the new things that you find traveling back through this old place, there's things to find. Yeah. There's hidden stuff everywhere. So yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about that complaint that I've seen. Another one though that I kind of agree with is why isn't there any marked... Like in Super yeah, Metroid, 100%. there's dots all over the map where you can see where there's at least some of the items that you need to find. Yeah. And the fact that you can't set markers too, like... Mm-hmm. like I believe Dread had that option where you could set oh, reminders. Yeah. yeah. Because you need one you will pass something so early and be like, I can't get there, but I need to come back to yeah. it. And then I found later on by the time I had the missiles or the super missiles or the power bombs, I was forcefully having to go back through the whole map to try mm-hmm. to find that one spot that I knew I Yeah. Where it was, but I couldn't pinpoint it again. Yeah. Um that is a little frustrating. I I, I would agree, like I don't want fast travel, but yeah, being able to mark on the map spots of interest that you have to go back to when you have the ability to do what you want to do, that would be huge. I don't know if they included that. Did they have that in Metroid Prime 2 and 3? I didn't put a lot of time into those, honestly. I, I, I've never played 2 or 3. I never owned them until the trilogy, and then by the time I got the trilogy, I wanted to play through the first one again, and I just never did. So yeah. That's yeah. why I'm hoping we get a full remaster trilogy now. So, yeah, it's it's really a very minor complaint in an otherwise... I mean, <laughs> it, there is no perfect game. I, no. I, I, but I think, in my mind, Metroid Prime is as close to a perfect game as has as has been made. Or it's one of those games, you know. Yeah, it's it's a good game, and it has aged very well with the updates they added to it. I'd say my only other slight complaint mm-hmm. is because it feels once again this feels like a dated <laughs> issue now. But I also it's a remake of an old game. Mm-hmm. Is um, no like. What's it? Autosave? Um, so I did make the mistake of making like an hour plus worth of progression at one point. I did I did the same. And not having saved it for a little while. And then I died I, some stupid way. Like, yeah. I don't even remember what happened. But I remember I like 
was super ticked because I'm like, <laughs> I once it re respond, I might have been the first time I died too because I got sent back to the save point and I'm like, I have to do all of that again. <laughs> and I literally just walked away and I'm like, here we are in 2023 and yeah, there's no auto save. That, that was, I, I, I did that once or twice. Fortunately, it was, I think, less than an hour, but I was just like, oh no. Yeah. And I, that's and not good. I just think like auto save, like, sure, auto save can make games too easy now. So I'm not going to dog on it completely but it would be nice if it at least auto saved after a boss yeah. which i had finished a boss <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah remember, uh, note to those playing metroid prime even the remastered version save early and often yeah, especially you, if you've done anything you see a save point just save it just save it it takes 10 seconds it's a good just, call just do it it's a good call so anyway if anybody's listening and they've played prime remaster i'd love to know what you think about whether you love it or hate it it'd be nice to hear some uh fresh opinions so you can message me on Instagram or on yeah. the Discord. Didn't, and if you don't have access to the Discord, uh, send me a message. I'll make sure to get you an invite. Yeah. Didn't mean for this to be a Metroid Prime remastered issue or episode, but... No, we, we had to talk about it. And by so the time good. the next episode airs, I'll have... It'll been too long since I finished it, and I'll probably forget to talk about it. So um, I can't blame us for talking about it for a little <laughs> bit. No. Um, okay. So a couple other pickups. On the last episode... I had just picked up that day, or the last Collector's Edition episode, I just picked up that day Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution on Xbox 360, but it was that Xbox One 360 variant case. Mm -hmm. And then I even mentioned then, this is probably going to become a, a weird fascination because I love these weird subsets. <laughs> and sure enough, I found another one. Let's go. Within a short period of time. A game I've always wanted to play, so I'm happy about that. But I picked up Bully, uh, the Scholarship Edition. So it's another one. Of the same Xbox One, Xbox 360 cases, yeah. where it's shaped like an Xbox One case, but it says Xbox 360 on it as well, has the weird little just Xbox on the <laughs> side. Literally all of their consoles on one box, Yeah, basically. It's, it's an odd, it's a real odd subset, and <laughs> I gotta be honest, there's some games in it I don't care at all about, so I probably wouldn't go for a full subset, but... I can't help but want to pick these up when it has anything to do with something that I like or I've wanted to play because I just love this this weird thing that they did. And mm -hmm. I and I kind of feel like some of these, because of how off this is, some of these games probably will end up being like really sought after versions of the game. Um and I just love, you know, I love getting my hands on stuff that's rare. That don't, I don't even care about valuable. I just like rare. I like knowing that I'm one of the few people well granted it's never that few, but mm -hmm. one of the few people that has something. So a couple other items. Um I picked up, I posted about this on Instagram, but I had pre-ordered back maybe six, eight months ago a game called Ayudin Chronicle Rising. Mm. And for those that don't know, which I'm sure is most, um, <laughs> so this game, okay, so about on 2020, some of the old um, uh, team that worked on the Suikoden games, which I'm a huge fan of, uh, did a Kickstarter to back a, a new RPG with a lot of similar style and feel to Suikoden. Um, called Eudin Chronicles, the hundred heroes. And, uh, that ended up being very successful. I backed it on Kickstarter, um, which that game hasn't come out yet, but it ended up being very successful. Like they made, I think they were looking for like 500,000 and they made like 4 million. Oh wow. Um, so a very successful Kickstarter. Um, so they're still working on the game. It's supposed to come out, um, possibly the end of this year, but while they were working on it, they made this sub game that, um, kind of works as a prequel to the main story where a couple of the characters that will be in the main game uh, take, they're not the main characters from the main game, <laughs> but they are going to be in the main game. They take center stage on this to kind of give you more of a glance at the whole world and stuff. Um, so I pre-ordered this on VGP because they had 
not just the game. I got it on PS5, but it also comes with three trading cards with the three characters you can play as. They're very cheap quality, but still thought that was cool. Um, and then they had an exclusive pre-order bonus on VGP where you get uh, a soundtrack as well um, for pre-ordering. So I thought that was pretty cool. Very nice. Um, like I said, I'm a huge Suikoden fan. I obviously backed the base game for this. This came out digitally like six months ago or so, um, but I waited for the physical one because I wanted that to play it. So mm-hmm. very excited. I'm actually playing it right now and enjoying it. It actually is... Uh, really uh subverting my expectations it's better than i expected for a hmm. for what's supposed to be just a sub game oh cool vgp as well yeah we always come back to vgp on these collectors we edition well and this game is sold retail here yeah um but they everybody nobody else had a bonus other than them they had this bonus soundtrack for pre-ordering so it yeah. just felt like i just was like why wouldn't i go through them it's still the same north american copy yep. that i'd get for going yep, to exactly. GameStop or wherever don't underestimate those Canadian distributors and chains because they often do reprints of games that you're not expecting to get reprinted. No, they're the yeah. only place you can get them sometimes. Yeah, they're, that site is worth keeping your eye on because I've picked up a handful of things from there uh, just because of the reprints. And yeah, maybe some some real, cra- not crazy, real deep collectors don't want the third or fourth print of a game. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a comic collector. I want the game because I want to play it, and yeah. I like. And I want an official release. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want. I'm not one to buy from other countries unless it didn't get a physical release in America. Um, yada yada. But I like. Yeah, VGP is great. Yeah, no doubt. So my last two uh, quote unquote pickups are a little cheaty, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna mention them anyway because I was excited about them. Um, so the DS Dragon Quest games mm-hmm. are extremely hard to come by now. yes they are um i so i had bought them all years ago but in all of my wisdom i had i don't know traded off or sold what i thought was all of them but i've been organizing my games in my room in the last couple weeks again and i was looking through ds cases because i have been one to keep ds cases and just sell the game sometime because then i know it's a little cheaper sometimes to just buy the cartridge yeah and not have to buy the whole all of it again and i opened the case for dragon quest 4 and the game wasn't in there. I wasn't surprised. Uh-huh. Opened the quick case for Dragon Quest Six, and the game wasn't in there. Once again, not surprised, because I thought I sold them all. But then I opened the case for Dragon Quest Five. you can hear right now, and the game was in there. <laughs> and I was like, sweet. I, I was like, awesome, because I, I remember wanting, out of the three, wanting to play this one the most. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I sold the games because I needed the money, or if I traded them in because there was something I wanted to play. Whatever reason I had, I look back at it with stupidity now. But I was happy that I kept this one for multiple reasons. One, because it's one less that I have to get if I eventually want to get them all. Yeah. Two, like I said, out of the trilogy on DS, well, I guess there's four on DS, but out of the four, five, six, this was the one I wanted to play the most. And three, this is the one that would cost me the most to replace if I ever wanted it, because this game is over $200 now, CIB. Oh my gosh. So the cartridge itself is like 120 but... Yeah, I was very happy to stumble across this. And like I said, it's not a recent pickup, but it is a recent... I didn't know I had it anymore, yeah, so... that's great. It was a nice surprise. It's a great find. Um, and I just love... Everybody, anybody know, who knows me knows I love Dragon Ball. I love Akira Toriyama. Mm-hmm. Akira Toriyama has done the art for every Dragon Quest game. And I just love his... I mean, they all look like copies of Bulma, Trunks, and Gohan, but mm-hmm. <laughs> still great. I still love it. And they're generally really good games. Like I played Dragon Quest XI and I loved it. Very, yeah. very good game. And I feel like, whereas like Final Fantasy kind of zigs and zags from the, they kind of go different directions. It seems every game like 
<laughs> Dragon Quest always does the same thing. They yeah. stick to this kind of, for the most part, they stick to the formula and they still make great games. I, and I love, I can't, I can't do a ton of it uh, game after game, but I love a good, just straight up JRPG, mm-hmm. just feeling like an RPG and Dragon Quest is JRPG. Like you said, Final Fantasy changes their gameplay style constantly. But yeah, Dragon Quest, even 11 feels like a straight up JRPG with the grind and everything. And But very good, very wholesome feeling, I guess, compared to other RPGs, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and then the music too. Oh, it's so the music good. Music is great. Music's so good. Yeah, art is great, obviously, like you said. Story's pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, there... And there's a reason in Japan, when with the release of a new Dragon Quest game, there it's a national holiday mm-hmm. because everybody yeah. takes the day off to play it, it's so true. they just made it a national holiday anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I was super excited about that. I hope to replace four and six eventually, but I'm glad I don't have to replace five. Yeah. And then lastly, for anybody who uh, listens to the podcast, this one I'm going to do a little sound bit for you. <laughs> uh, let's turn it on. I don't know if that translated. <laughs> eh, that might have been lackluster. but I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> if you could hear it, that was the sound of my PSP turning on because I finally found it. Let's go. I was seriously sure this thing was gone at this point, and it ended up being in a box that I checked multiple times. So, uh, yeah, I've had it all along. <laughs> um, the sad thing is, for whatever reason, I, I had it in a carrying case for a long time, and that's where the games were. Um, and I can't find that, so the games are still missing. Um, not all of them. Some of them were in their cases, but some of the ones I like the most, like Final Fantasy and uh, a War- Tactics War of the Lions and Star Ocean Second Evolution are gone. Um, but I still have the cases, so I just have to replace the UMDs. Um, but I'm excited, and, and just the, it's uh, all I need is something else to want to collect for again. But in the last couple of days, it's put me down a rabbit hole of things that I want to find and things that I want to buy. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, now that you have the PSP, yeah, because I've been like I haven't been buying stuff for it because I haven't had it, mm-hmm. and I'm like I know I need to replace the console, so until I do that, yeah. but I'm glad. Literally, this so I found this. This is we're recording this on a Thursday, the same week I found it on Monday, um, of this week, and that day I was actually looking at somebody's post on OfferUp. That said that they're willing to do trades and stuff. And was actually thinking about working out a trade with them to get a PSP and some games. And um, if I had done it, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. But I'm glad I didn't because I would rather not... I mean, if I was going to get a second PSP, I'd want a limited edition one. Yeah. Not just a... For sure. A, you know, whatever one. So I'm glad I found mine. My memory card's in there with my save games and stuff, and, and stuff on it. A little trip, nostalgia trip with some of the music I had on there. So I feel like... is it. Is there any better feeling for a collector than actually finding something you thought you lost forever that you <laughs> that you miss so badly? Like, I feel like that feels better than when you finally find an item you've been looking for forever, like in a store or something. You finally get a hold of a white whale that you never thought you'd get. Like, it's better to refine something than to oh, find yeah. to get something new. Because as a collector, your thought is you're going to replace it if you can't find it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like. I don't know. For me, I have a lot of attachment to physical items, which is stupid. But, like, this was my PSP. I used this thing. I mean, I've had this thing since 2006. Yeah. So, like, I love this thing. Like, it's been with me. It's still in great shape. Like, yeah, I, I'm i happy to have found mine. <laughs> like like I said, if I ever got another one, I would want to get a limited edition one. But this, yeah. I would always keep this one because this is the one I've had for years. It's a great, yeah. Great memories on it, and I love this little system. It's got great sound, too. What I'm hoping happens 
I'm hoping the same thing happens to me, but with my silver Game Boy Advance SP and all my Game Boy Advance and old Game Boy games that are just gone. They evaporated into the into the the ether. I don't know where they are. But in the move, somehow I lost them, even though I saw them right before we moved. And I don't know. Like maybe they're just in this room as we speak, just somewhere in this room. That's my hope. I hope so. <laughs> what you need to do is one day I need to come over and help you unbox every box piece by piece. Lots of boxes Because still. this literally was just me unboxing and moving, resituating stuff, condensing boxes, getting things on shelves. Mm-hmm. And I just, because I was emptying the whole box, mm-hmm. I happened to move something that was covering it. That's literally <laughs> all it was. I never moved yeah. it before. As Jasmine said, I man-looked. And I'm like, that's probably true. I think I'd looked at that piece that was covering it and thought that it was big enough that it went to the bottom of the box. Oh, yeah. And didn't realize that it was just sitting on top of my PSP. Yeah. I literally, like, there was an audible, like, yippee, like Anakin oh, yeah. <laughs> on episode one. <laughs> yippee! <laughs> I was very ecstatic. Oh, I would, I would do the exact same thing. And hey, a Game Boy Advance SP is smaller than an S- than a PSP. And I couldn't find this. And the games are smaller than, well, I guess, relatively speaking. They're smaller. So, Dimension-wise, they're smaller. <laughs> I'm excited about it, and uh, I have a little bit more to talk about that in a minute, but that's it for my uh, one-ups and pickups. Nice. So now, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. I've got my eye on you. <laughs> a little loud, but... It's, <laughs> it's our, always a little loud. It's our favorite co-host, Jimmy. But so am I. I'm creepily telling us he's got, our, he's got his eye on. I've got my eye on you, you. and something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jimmy, what do you got your eyes, eyes on? Well, okay, so... Not a lot this time around, just a couple things, um, but the one first and foremost, I've touched on it a bit um, a number of weeks ago, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Collector's Edition on the Nintendo Switch. That is the my primary focus in terms of collecting right now. I am trying very hard to get that and failing pretty hard at the same time. Oh man, I'm sorry for anybody who wants it that they haven't gotten it yet. I know that frustration. I I opted out when I saw the price, Yeah, but... Yeah, it's still pretty cool. For those that aren't aware, we've probably discussed this already. It, it it's it's uh, the collector's edition includes the game. Needless to sp- say, it includes a pretty cool looking steelbook. It includes an icon art poster. It includes the art book, which was leaked on the internet. <laughs> All the details of that art book, and it includes a really cool pin set akin to the pins that were released for the 30th anniversary of. Super Mario Brothers. Those are nice pins, too. Yeah, those are really nice pins. I really wish I had the second set. That's mm, honestly... I wish I had the first set. Honestly, that's here, that, that's something I got my eye on, the, the first set of those pins. <laughs> you, that's the second set? That's that the second set, yeah. Dude, that was such a... Ugh, Nintendo it was sometimes. terrible. I, I tried so hard to get those pins, and it, whatever. That's a whole other story. Yeah, I'll have to bring it up later when I can do a little bit of research, but that was... Un, that, was a, that was similar to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo fans and scalpers are a crazy bunch. Yeah, but anyways, this uh, this collector's edition of of tears, um, it's just I'm still very hopeful that it's going to become readily available, kind of like how the Metroid Dread Special Edition eventually became readily available once the game came out. I'm hoping that's the same with this. I mean, it's like not like there's any shortage of demand, right? Like th- uh, yeah. this isn't much more demand than any Metroid game ever will be. It's Zelda. Yeah, I I don't Nintendo is a wild card. You never know what to expect, man. But Metroid I, Dread was weird. Why that special edition was available for months mm-hmm. afterwards, for months. But yeah. then initially it was like, impossible to find. Yeah, I just don't. Under, I don't understand. Nintendo is nuts. <laughs> the way they do things, it's very confusing. Um, I have been late to the. I've been late to arrival on a couple of the drops on Target, on Walmart, 
on Best Buy. It has popped up a couple extra times on Best Buy, and I've been late to those by like a minute. You know I me. Mean? I like I I'm I'm willing to subject myself to endless notifications on my phone if it means I get what I want. Yeah. And I've I've seen it. I've seen the notification just a little bit too late every time. And yeah, I mean, like if you if you if you look on Target right now, it says pre-orders are sold out. Check back on release date. I don't know if that means check back online or in store. Probably online. If I was you, I'd have my phone open online and the second like within hours before official release date and then be if you don't get it there be in store at launch yeah just in case and have somebody else at a different store <laughs> yeah tanuki will you go for me oh, come My on boy okay yeah so i i still feel cautiously optimistic that i'll be able to get this you too jane you'll be able to get it i hope my friend but teamwork it's a little it's a little concerning right now the state of that collector's edition yeah i i don't I wish I could say anything, but Nintendo's a wild card. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> it's really hard to say. Um, did you see the pre-order bonus that Japan and I think even Europe got? Uh, I think you pre-order the base game and you get a Tears of the Kingdom spoon and fork set, <laughs> like like authentic, like thick silverware That's spoon and so fork. So funny. Why? I, those are the exact things that I would pre-order because that was something I would like. <laughs> I'd put. I would display like. It's I, stupid, but I would if we would have gotten that, I would have pre-ordered it. That's really funny. As of right now, I don't have the game pre-ordered because I don't know that I'm getting it day one. Yeah, but I do intend to play it right away. Oh yeah, for sure. I think everyone's gonna be on that on that boat right there. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I can get that. You have your eyes on anything else? I have my eyes on you, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Collector's Edition. Also, the next thing I'm looking for is a couple of complete in-box versions of my favorite Super Nintendo games. So. For those that aren't aware, I recently pre-ordered an analog Super NT. Everyone is pretty familiar, even from this podcast, with the analog pocket, which is the yeah. Game Boy and equivalent, it essentially. It is a pretty awesome little piece of hardware. Yeah, it's really cool. This is the Super Nintendo equivalent of the analog pocket. You can It is compatible with all the Super Nintendo games, and it's compatible with Super Nintendo old Super Nintendo controllers. Does it have an adapter for Super Famicom games or anything? Ah, that is a really good question. I do not know. That would be an interesting thing. I don't thing. think so, though. Do they have the same... Mm. They're different cartridges, but some of these, some of the off-brand ones will ha- come with... Because I think the, the console... Nah, don't Nobody should quote me on this, but mm. I think the console hardware is the same, but there's a weird just build to the slot where you can put the game in yeah. that is different. But maybe that's just 64, where you can... If you got an adapter, you can put it in and play. Whatever. Let's oh, move on. I'll, I'll look into it, but yeah, my gut is telling me no. It's not compatible with the Super Famicom games, but yeah, I'm going to look into that because there are some exclusive Super Famicom games that I'd like to yeah. plug into this if I could. I'll eventually be getting all the Dragon Ball Z Super Famicom games. It'd be nice to have a place to play them because I don't intend to buy Super Famicom anytime Yeah, soon. that was the thing. Is I think what pushed me to getting it was I don't know where my Super Nintendo is. Jordan says he didn't sell it, and I'm gonna take him. For, I'm gonna take his word for it. He didn't sell it. It's not at my parents, even though all of our controllers and a big box of like 25 Super Nintendo games are in at my parents' place. I've looked through it all. You hear that, Jordan? He's calling you out here. Jordan, I love you. Just <laughs> I, you know, we all have flawed memories, and we all make mistakes. <laughs> if you did it, just come forward. <laughs> just come clean. He'll forgive you. Come clean, Jordan. I, I honestly don't know what happened to it. It's got to be somewhere. It's very, very highly possible. My mom just sold it in a garage sale along with all my Pokemon cards I'm missing right now. <laughs> Tears. But <laughs> Of the kingdom. Yeah, of the kingdom. <laughs> Tears of Jimmy's kingdom. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, that is why, even though I have a number of Super Nintendo games, I can already plug and play immediately as soon as I get this 
which is it sounds like it's going to start shipping q2 2023 which is isn't that now isn't now isn't isn't q2 now i don't know i mean i don't know math all that well but (laughs) we should be in the second quarter oh maybe april maybe April. quarter two yeah that makes sense so i'll be getting it soon ish yeah april would be the start of quarter two yeah that makes sense and these are the three games right now that i have my eye on in terms of complete inbox um the, we already talked about this game, The Magical Quest, starring Mickey Mouse. Um, I don't think we have this game anymore at home. I looked for it, and I couldn't find it. So that's one reason I want to get that complete in box. It's a game I love. The cover is really cool, and it's genuinely cool to have a complete in box, high-quality game that's Disney-related, because I love Disney, too. Mm-hmm. When there's not uh, an abundance of those. High-quality Disney? High-quality Disney games. Yeah. There was on Super Nintendo. and yeah, that, there was some that, Nintendo. And Sega, that whole... Up until about 64, PS1, yeah. they started to dwindle. That's true. Licensed games were much better back in Dude, the 90s. Licensed <laughs> games were cool. They slapped hard. Yeah, they were. They were really good. All those Star Wars games, too, were really good. Yeah. So the second game, we talked about this before, UN Squadron. I do have that game. I do have the I do have the instruction manual because you gave that to me a number of years ago. But I want the complete in box. Yeah. And then finally... Well, the nice thing about that is since you have so much of it, you could possibly find just somebody is, selling just the box. That is true. And piece it together. Like That is true. You know, and a game like you and Squadron probably didn't have a lot of releases, mm-hmm. so it would probably all match up. Yeah. Um, anyway. And I would say the the holy grail of complete and boss games for me um, would be Zelda A Link to the Past. It's one of, if not my favorite video game of all time. It's for sure my favorite Zelda game. Um... There are two versions of it. There's the original, and then there's the I think the player's choice, player's choice or bestsellers or whatever version of it. They're roughly the same price. I feel like in terms of value, maybe the player's, player's choice is worth a. Uh, a we bit just more. looked it up the other day. That's right. That's right. Uh, the player's choice is worth about a hundred less. Oh, is it? Which is kind of weird because why would it be worth that much less? It, just because it has a literally like a picture of a ribbon that says player's choice on it. Yeah. I mean, from what I under, I, I looked briefly today, and I feel like a, a good condition, complete in box version of a Link to the Past, the first edition, is going to go roughly four hundred bucks, give yeah. or take. So that's we're talking like Pokemon Emerald complete in box vicinity yeah. of. It's not surprising. It's an old game now too. Yeah. To find a to find, oh my god to find a good condition complete in box. I mean, that's thirty years ago. Yeah. Maybe even a little more oh at gosh. this point. Yeah. It'd be worth it. Because <laughs> that game is just so good, and I love it so much. And yeah, if I'm gonna spend the money to get something like that, I'm gonna make sure it's a decent, at least in decent shape, you know, presentable shape, yep. so I can display it to some degree and play it. I agree. I understand that. Do you have a cartridge for that already? Mm, yes, okay. I think we do have a cartridge for that already. Well, the nice thing about that then is, if you get a complete in box copy, you could toss it into a, an acrylic box protector or something and display it, and never have to take that game out. Yeah, and just play the the loose copy you already have. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, so those are those are some of the games, the SNES games I got my eye on. I mean, Chrono Trigger would be obvious, but that's like one of the most unobtainable complete in box games that that is that exists. Yeah. So I've had that cartridge for a long time, but I sure wish that I would have just bought the whole thing when I bought the cartridge. How much is the cartridge worth? Do you know? Yeah, it's one of my most expensive, just like single games. Just it's up, loose. It's up there with Earthbound now. Oh my gosh! It's a, it's about three hundred, oh, which is loose nuts is 300. for just the that's cartridge. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, complete box is what, like a thou, a thousand ish. <laughs> uh, I think it's more than that. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I was shocked when I when I was entering all the stuff in price charting. Which again, price charting's not God. No, it's just a rough estimate. But, Guidelines. Yeah, when I was entering <laughs> this in, like I think at that point it was over two hundred already, but it's continued to climb. Yeah. And in my head, 
it was obviously going to be expensive, but we had the DS port, which was just as good, yeah. if not a little better. Yeah. So, which that's gotten expensive too, but not nearly as expensive. So it's just nostalgia. Yeah. It'll always be an expensive one. It's a great game. Oh, so. yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. I know it's not it's not something I have my I always have my eye on it, but you know me. I'd always love to eventually finish or get complete my copy of Earthbound with oh, a I know. boxing guide, but I'm not rich, so that'll never happen. <laughs> and uh, Mario RPG one day would yeah. be nice to complete my copy. What's tough about those games is they both, like, as opposed to Chrono Trigger, which is just popular in general, I feel like they don't have a cult following like Mario RPG and the other game have. Earthbound? Earthbound, yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Don't think like Chrono Trigger has a cult following? I mean, I don't I know. I just I feel like I, I don't feel like Chrono Trigger has the ferocious aggressive fan base that that Mario RPG and Earthbound have. They're not as loud. You're right. I'll give you that. It is kind of weird. Um I would say Earthbound's my one of my top 3 favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. But I would say on paper Chrono Trigger's probably the better RPG. Mm-hmm. Um like I've played them both uh, multiple times mm-hmm. and Mario RPG as well. They're all great for their own reasons. I just because I like Earthbound more than Mar- than Chrono Trigger doesn't mean much. I think they're both fantastic, but I do think Chrono Trigger is easily could easily contend for the number one RPG of all time. Yeah, and it could. Uh, if not one, it'd be in this with Metroid Prime near those the goat goat status games. Oh you know? yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't get talked about as much. the The Mario RPG fans and the Earthbound fans are rabid. Yeah, they're very just very loud. I feel yeah. like they're very loud fan, which is, isn't a bad thing necessarily, but they're just very loud fan bases. They're, okay. They want to be heard, kind of like Xenoblade. Like we're here, we're good. Don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Chrono Trigger, everyone just takes it for granted. Yeah, we know you're we know you're good, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, Earthbound for a long time didn't nobody knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Remember when Ness was in smash and nobody oh, yeah. knew who ness was <laughs> yeah but uh-huh. but we did yeah because i played a lot of earthbound i knew only knew because of you yep um all right so for what i've got my eye on um so because i found my psp well even before this i started going down a weird rabbit hole like i talked about i like defunct media i like like vhs is fun like there's something about popping an old vhs with that you know kind of crappy sound that just is nostalgic but also, like, it's kind of cool to watch a UMD movie on it is <laughs> on the PSP. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, anybody who was around in the 2006 to 8 era knows how much I watched Triple X and Hitch. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh, man. Iconic. <laughs> I watched those movies a lot because they were all I had. But now I kind of am like, I kind of want to get into that. And so even, like, maybe a month ago, I was kind of looking at prices and, like, trying to, like, figure out some movies that I wanted on it just for fun. Mm-hmm. Try to collect the anime. Um, that they released on it, which like they have some pretty cool stuff and I'm not going to get completely into, but this led me down a weird rabbit hole of trying to like find specific things that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled across it's listed places that there was a release of one of the Dragon Ball Z movies on UMD. And obviously as a Dragon Ball collector, that immediately becomes something that I want to add to my collection. But because I'm kind of interested in UMD movies, it's like a double mm-hmm. whammy. Sure. So it's Dragon Ball Z Bio Broly, which is not the best of the DBZ movies or the best of the Broly movies sure, by any means. Sure. But still, really cool. So then I'm like, all right, like, let me see how much that's going for. I cannot find hide or hair of this thing actually existing. Um, yeah, there's no listings sold or ever or on eBay over the last handful of years. Weird. Nothing on Macari, nothing on OfferUp. I, I can't even find pictures of it online mm-hmm. to prove that it exists. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I've seen it on multiple like complete lists of yeah. UMDs, North American release UMDs, 
but I cannot find out if it actually exists. So I have posted to Reddit, like in the, and there's a, you know, a UMD collector's Reddit. Cause of course there's something for everything on Reddit. Sure. And I asked like, does anybody know if this actually exists? Like I'm kind of, I'm interested in getting it if it does, but I haven't heard back. I don't think it's all that, you know, mm-hmm. active. But now it's my goal to find if this thing exists <laughs> and if it does to buy it. Um, I just, it, there can't be many of them out there That's if funny. it's this, this hard to find. But it is, it could be that it never actually had a North American release or something. And yeah. it just, and it just has gotten mixed up in those lists because it was supposed to come out and mm. it didn't. I don't know. I, I will continue doing my research. Interesting. That sounds like something like you might be able to find at like a PAX event at like one of those side vendors or something. Yeah. Well, like, speaking of uh-huh. PAX, in Portland every year they do the Retro Gaming Expo. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to go for years and I haven't. I've never gone, but it's it's big. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about it is obviously it's a great place to go and find stuff like this. Yeah. Um, but also it's just a cool, like they'll do panels. It's like a mini PAX, but it's all about retro, even current games, but it's all about gaming and sure. collectors basically. Anybody who listens that has any interest in going, I have every intention of going this year, at least for one day. Where, where, it's where, when is it at? It's October, beginning of October oh, every year. Of October. Um, I have every intention of going for a day. Um, granted, things change sometimes, and that might not happen, but if I end up buying a ticket, I'm going. So if you're interested, reach out to me, because it would be kind of fun to have a group together to, to go to this. I am really... I don't know. I've wanted to go for years. I know it's supposed to be fun. They have, they'll have like a little museum set up of like a history of something that changes. Apparently they'll have vendors galore for anybody looking to buy something. And apparently the prices can be pretty fair if you know what to look for hmm. sometimes. Um, yeah. A lot of the YouTubers I watch go and it always just looks like a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. I'm determined to go this year. I wanted to go last year, but I kind of started planning on it too late. So yeah. even if it's just a day trip, we drive down in the morning, we That'd go, come back in the evening yeah um that's yeah that got this got a little off topic but that (laughs) that's kind of like where something like this i feel like my best uh, are my best odds of finding it but i'm also putting it out into the ether as james said earlier for anybody listening if you're at a game shop feel free to look at the umd movies for me and see if we can't (laughs) find this because i guarantee i promise you if we find this thing i will be cataloging it online in some to some event because nobody this is I love finding these things that people don't know exist yeah. or like, and then you, you know, you find one random copy finally. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is one of them, but I can't find anything. So that is so interesting. Any information people have, but yeah, if you go to a game store and you see a selection of UMD movies, feel free to look and see if they have this. Yeah. Cause I also don't think it'll be that expensive because I can't imagine most no. people like UMD movies are literally dirt cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I doubt most stores even look up what they're worth. They just put a price tag on it and pop it on a shelf. Are there so. any other like classic movies we quote all the time, like um, Count of Monte Cristo on UMD, or um, I don't know, Men in Black? Or <laughs> so I didn't. See, Men in Black is. is I it? didn't see Count of Monte Cristo, but yeah, I've actually started compiling a list of movies that I want. Frequency. Like, uh, Frequency <laughs> didn't have one that I saw. Dang it. Um, which I didn't memorize the whole list. I've kind of went through. There's there's a lot of good anime like Count of Monte Cristo, um, Samurai Champloo. Mm. I said Count of Monte Cristo, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah. That's an anime. Sweet. Yeah. I want. I gotta watch that. I'm in. <laughs> um, yeah. There's there's a bunch of anime that I kind of want want to get into some of that. Um, movies like Labyrinth and oh, uh, nice nice. Um, Dark Crystal have UMD versions. Is any Fast and the Furious? Yeah, movies? the first. Two. I don't mm. know if Tokyo Drift was, but the first two for sure are on there. Yeah. Like I want to get those. Like 
yeah, like this is not this is not a main quest thing that I want to do mm. as much as it. I think I can get a lot of them for really cheap, and mm. I probably will watch them like just for fun, like as a way to pop them on, and eventually maybe I'll get the the cable that allows you to hook it up to a TV and watch them on my CRT just for fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, this Bio Broly DBZ UMD, I'm like really in- intrigued by this <laughs> it's it. i'm i'm telling you i've gone down a rabbit hole i have a whole list of psp games i want now and umd movies i'm i'm kicking myself because a couple months ago Jaden went to half price books and he sent i might have been before i had the discord going because i think he just sent me a picture mm-hmm. but of like they had a, just a huge selection of umd movies and they were cheap and i was like i don't even know where my psp is i don't want to i'm not gonna like go with like go look but now maybe i wish i had because maybe it was there i doubt it but it might have been <laughs> now i'm kicking myself for not looking because uh, i would have bought it because it was dragon ball yeah but anyway that's probably enough about my random tyrant on ty, tyrade tyrant um <laughs> tyrade on what i'm looking for Six what i've got my eyes on <laughs> Um, so yeah, so as far as news go, um, you got any news things to talk about before we get to the main topic? Um, just one. <laughs> it's not relevant at all. In your last episode, you guys brought up, um, you know, the news being reported at the time was that Sean Kemp was involved in a, <laughs> in a, in a drive-by shooting. And I guess to some degree that's true, but he was not the one doing the drive-by shooting <laughs> so he, he he was the one that, that that the cops that was still there when the cops showed up and uh he was booked and then released the very next day um the 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 story that we're receiving right now is that sean kemp had had i guess his car bro- got broken into or something and his phone and, and other valuables were stolen and he had tracking on his phone so he went to try to get his stuff back and he had a gun on him you know you can definitely question the judgment on that but <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, like he found the the people allegedly that took his stuff, and then they were in a car, and they drove off, sh- and they shot at him as they drove away, and then he shot back, as you do <laughs> when you have a gun and somebody shoots at you, you shoot back. This is America, people. It's a wild Don't catch west. Me slipping up. It's the wild west out here. So, anyways, um, you know, yes, questionable judgment for sure, but uh, Sean Kemp, by all accounts, is still a pillar of the community in the Pacific Northwest. What does this have to do with video games and collecting? Well, Sean Kemp is in a number of, of Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64 games, maybe? <laughs> I'm not. And those are collectible to the right people. And That is true. And on, in a number of NBA 2K games, you can play as Sean Kemp. So all I'm saying is you can still probably use Sean Kemp in these games. And, and so it's collectible. Play to your heart's content. And maybe this uh, little bit of information will win you a trivia game one day. <laughs> <laughs> So I apologize, Mr. No, no, no. Mr. Kemp, if you're listening. I, I didn't mean to get this <laughs> information wrong. I, no, 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 I you, truly respect you, your ability. Frankly, you were reporting what was being reported at the time. So that like that's what it was being reported, like really bad information initially. Like he was the perpetrator of a drive-by shooting, which is like that's not what happened. But yeah, it was pretty nuts. It's, it is pretty nuts. It I'm pretty not nuts. a sports fan, like, in general, but I remember Sean Kemp. I had a pair of, like, Sean Kemp shoes when I was a kid. Did you really? I don't know why my oh mom my bought gosh, me those. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? They were cool. I remember. Uh, yeah. Oh, my. Uh, they so, were probably Reeboks. Did they have, like, little wavy lines on them? Like, I don't remember. Mm. But knowing my mom, they were cheap. <laughs> so, probably not. <laughs> but I, I remember that. I remember loving NBA Jam. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, those are some great games. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, like we talked about in the Nintendo Power, he was on that game playing against Michael Jordan. As he should have he been. Had, he, has, he has some clout. And we have a Sonic's blanket on the table right yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic's everywhere. I got it. Oh, in Seattle. That's a Sean Kemp collectible up there. See that pop, uh, a Funko pop, uh, Sean Kemp? Oh, yeah. Figure? Next to Gary Payton and mm-hmm. the Squatch. Mm hmm. That's right. Oh, man. Much love to you, Sean Kemp. Yeah. I hope everything, all your legal troubles are resolved. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> Um, okay, so just a little bit of news. This was, I don't have a lot to say about this because I didn't actually watch the video, but I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, a YouTuber, he, he bought every Wii U and 3DS eShop game before the shutdown, mm-hmm. um, which of course is happening soon, which I'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, spent $23,000 <sighs> to buy everything. Now, oh, I, I did read a little bit and it was a lot of donations, a lot of like sponsors and stuff like that. Uh, almost like a GoFundMe He's apparently a popular enough YouTuber that he had that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, every every title, maybe, I don't know if that included all the DLC. He probably couldn't have bought some of it, like the Fire Emblem and Phoenix Wright stuff that you can't get till you reach a certain point. Yeah. So, but $23,000. That's a lot of content. That's incredible. Um, like I said, I didn't watch it, but if you have any interest in this, uh, I do intend to watch it eventually, but you should watch it. I mean, I'm sure it's all over the place. This is like a popular, it's a, if you have video game news anywhere, it's popping up everywhere right now. Um, but might be worth the watch, but in a couple days, I'm sure it won't be much to learn from it other than what he spent his money on. He will, I mean, uh, arguably have the most valuable 3DS and Wii U console because of all the contents stored on them. If Though memory cards are big enough. I was just going to say, how many SD cards and external hard drives for the Wii U would you need to store all that, I wonder? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, too. I think there's. I think the 3DS has a limit to not, not the amount of size, but how many things you can download onto it. Yeah. I think I've read that somewhere, but I don't know. Per normal, I'll, I'll say don't quote me on that. Yeah, I'm on, I almost want to watch the video to learn some of those. Just how, you know, how did, the storage question, how does he answer all that? Yeah, it'd be I, interesting. I, I found it intriguing, which is why I brought it up. Yeah. But I didn't watch it, so I don't have a lot to say on it. But that is really cool. Yeah. And just really sad that, that it has to about. happen. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of talk right now about game um, conservation because of this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of games that may never see the light of day again. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's just it's kind of a big deal. And and for Nintendo to be the like the big the the bad guy in this is just like come on, why? Yeah, it's just it's an odd Ugh. place to be. But it once again it just confirms why I struggle with digital media. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> once once my Wii U or 3DS die, I might other well luckily for those that are knowledgeable, you can hack it and still re-download stuff. Sure, but, sure. But that aside, just for, through normal—I don't want to say legal means, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe just average Joe. Average means. Joe means <laughs> if your 3DS or Wii U dies, you're just done. You yeah, lost everything it's just you, gone. you bought. Um, Tears yeah. of the kingdom. <laughs> here, we, here we are again. Um, but I guess kind of a last bit of news as of today. That as we're recording this. It's Thursday, March 23rd. This episode will go up tomorrow on the 24th, so there's not a lot of days left. No. But if you're listening to this, the, uh, it's a reminder that the eShop on the Wii U and the 3DS do close on the 27th. Hurry, hurry, so hurry. So I don't know what time. I don't know if it's the stroke of midnight on the 26th going into the 27th that closes or just some random point. But if there's anything you care about and you don't want to ha- mod your system um, and you want to own them because you paid for them, uh, you're you're at your last couple days here mm-hmm. and just I'll, I'll give a quick plug to some things that you should download some things i just recently found out about because of a youtube video that was shared some things that i've you know had positive thoughts about for years and if you have anything to say james too feel free sure sure uh, affordable space adventure 
Oh, yeah. I still haven't played it, but I bought it, and I've watched videos on it. The game looks amazing. I'm excited to play it. It is a game that does not have a lot of hope of ever being ported somewhere. Yeah. We're viewed very positively. People love it. It is very much so dependent on the Wii U gamepad and uh, its features. So I don't see how it could easily be ported anywhere else. Yeah. Um, it, it relies on you having a TV and a, <laughs> a second screen to control your spaceship. <laughs> yeah. That's one um, of the games I think I'm probably going to download I, I before think Saturday. It, I think it's kind of a must for a lot of people. Um, Dr. Luigi um, is a Dr. Mario clone where you have L-shaped pieces in it, too. It was part of the Luigi's 30th anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, digital only. It's probably not going to see the light of day again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of obscure. It didn't do super well. you know. So yeah. if you like Dr. Mario, it's kind of a cool little title that you'll probably never have another chance to get. Um and these are just Wii U games. Um, Pokemon Rumble U, not the best game, but probably isn't going to get re-released anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, some of like the more obscure Turbo Graphics or Game Boy Advance games. I downloaded Car Battler Joe um, because it looks fun. It's a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, it's super expensive on the Game Boy Advance. It it seemed kind of odd that it was even on the Wii U eShop. So I don't want to. I didn't want to put my money on it coming to the NSO. Mm-hmm. And it's a game I want to play. So. Um, and then most importantly, I think for a lot of people would be the Xenoblade Chronicles X yeah. texture packs. Yep. It's 15 gigs of data, but if you want to play Xenoblade Chronicles as it's meant to be played, you need that those packs. Yeah. They help the game run smoothly. They put textures on to things that will look ugly otherwise. Or I don't know exactly if that's true, but it's going to make the game run how it's supposed to be played. Yeah. I, As you know, I panic bought um, at your suggestion. I, and that video I think somebody posted, they were talking about how... You need an external hard drive and like a little dongle to plug into it so that it actually downloads it with any any relative speed. Yeah. Downloads it downloads it at all. Yep. Um. So I think that four hour download, which was what it amounted to, just finished in the, in the living room for me. So I got those texture packs and, I mean, yeah, like I spent seventy bucks to get an external hard drive for my Wii U. I'm not just doing it for for, for Xenoblade Chronicles X anymore. I'm gonna download a handful of these games just because I feel like I want to justify the purchase. A hundred percent and. Yeah, the, that was on Discord. Ben Livid, mm-hmm. our buddy Ben, um, posted that. Mm-hmm. Um, the video is worth a watch because I actually like I consider myself pretty knowledgeable, but I learned some stuff that I did not know. Yeah, was including pretty... why my hard drive wasn't working right because I needed a double USB yeah. uh, attachment. Dongle's actually... the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but dongle's a fun word. Yeah, it is a fun um, word. Dingle dongle. So yeah, the, this feels almost pointless with the fact that most people might not even listen to this episode until at least Monday, but. It's just the last opportunity if you have anything you're interested in. And on 3DS, there's all kinds of stuff. And there's a great sale right now on the Monster Hunter games and the Phoenix Wright games for $3 a piece. Like, there's a lot of quality on the 3DS, including... So this is one of the things I learned on the video. Mm -hmm. RPG Maker FES, um, which, of course, is an RPG Maker program, had a separate (laughs) app Mm -hmm. that you needed if you wanted to play other people's homebrewed RPGs. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that it was something you needed if Mm -hmm. you wanted to play those. You have to download those, which should still give you accessibility to people's... Because the online isn't going away on these, just the eShop. Yeah. So there's still some time there. Um, but it was just a little bit of advice. If I'm not mistaken, game I believe Omari was made in RPG Maker originally. Really? Um, yeah, and other games have been made especially nowadays in RPG Maker. There are people out there that are super smart that know how to make use these apps to make really good games that 
you might not be able to play without having this little <laughs> the, app downloaded. They don't even exist yet. Yeah. They're twinkling in these creators' eyes. And you never know. You might be able to play the first Omari-esque mm-hmm. game before it ends up becoming popular and getting kickstarted or whatever else. Is that a, is that a free download, the RPG that is Maker? A, not the game itself, but that app that you need to play people's creations is, is free. free. Okay, I'm going to get yeah, that Yeah, I downloaded then. that the other day. Um, yeah, and there's... Plenty of plenty of good stuff. Just a couple that I'd forgotten about that, that were on the top twenty list because that was what I also used to get some uh, perspective was um, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Those those uh, those DS Zelda games. I think it's the only place until Sunday where you can actually buy them actively on a market and play them on the Wii U, right? Yeah, on the Wii U. Other than going back and buying the and physical buying copies them. of those yeah. games, which I don't know how many expensive they are, but and I, I think I mentioned that on the Wii U episode too. But the DS. The fact that the Wii U even emulated DS games, mm-hmm. weird, it was super strange. It's but weird. it works. Yeah, and I doubt we'll get that on the Switch. I don't think or so. any other console because of the way it worked on the Wii U because of the split screens. Yeah, unless the Nintendo Switch Two becomes a clamshell design. <laughs> yeah. In this case, we'll probably get it. Um, but yeah, that's something to think about. And there's some good stuff on there too, including Animal Crossing Wild World, the Zelda's, like James said. Mm-hmm. So, any other suggestions before we move on to the main topic? Um, well, some uh, one, one game is going to be on the top ten that I'll talk about that we'll talk about. So, oh, okay, and then I guess I'll also say Box Boy Pushmo. Oh yeah, for the, 3ds's. I hope those games get physical ports later yeah, on Switch or whatever. Really it seems so. stupid that they just be forever lost. Yeah. Um, but uh, who knows? Nintendo's Nintendo. Yeah. So okay, so we're gonna move on to the main topic here, um, and we're gonna do a top ten. And for this episode, when James texted me yesterday and asked if I was still going to do it an episode, I was like, I don't know what to do. 24 hours is not a lot of notice to give most people <laughs> to put together an episode. Uh-huh. Um, he was like, and I said, unless you want to do a collection edition. He said, yeah, sure, let's do Wii U. I was like, all right, it's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he made a good point. It is timely because the Wii U is closing down. That's why we did the in the in memori- memoriam of the Wii U episode last month with Alex. Mm-hmm. This will be our I guess final hurrah Wii U related for probably quite some time. Yeah, and hey, once once the shop closes on Sunday, the already high value of some of these games is you would assume about to go up. Yeah, which sucks because I still haven't gotten some of these as we'll talk about, but. Yeah. I still can't rationalize spending the money now, so <laughs> I, who knows? Maybe I'll never finish this collection, but uh, a couple of quick notes. Um, as always, we use price charting as a reference because I'm not going to go on eBay and average out 100 sold copies myself. Um, price charting is not the Bible. <laughs> it is not the the tell-all for all prices. Mm-hmm. These are just a, a, a general average understanding uh, understanding <laughs> of value <laughs> yeah it's not i'm not saying that if you go to a store and you want this game you should definitely spend this much money no i'm saying this is kind of the average going rate you might find it significantly lower or higher yeah for me personally with the exception of maybe the top three my intention is to find every wii u game that i still need at at least 20 percent less mm-hmm. um to try to make it worth it for me to spend it on sure um so there is that and also with the Wii U, I'm just going to say this once, but there's who the Wii U was a weird console. A lot of games have been ported already. I have no idea what on this list may be eventually ported and decline or decrease the value. I don't know what may go up significantly and never come down again. There's no, I have nothing to say on that. I can't yeah. can't predict the future. Um, so anything we say here is just to be taken at face value. Um, Subject to change, my friends. Yeah, more so than other consoles. With the 3DS, we did say a lot of, like, I think this will go up. Yeah. And I think with the 3DS, it's a lot more, lot more likely. With the Wii U, I'm not going to sit here and say a lot of that because I'm just, 
I, I don't know. I to me, we'll I talk, tend to think the prices on these are only going to go up because, I, yeah. like you said, most of the most of the noteworthy um, Wii U games have already come to Switch. Most of them, yeah, ninety five percent. And at this point, I don't know why Xenoblade Chronicles X hasn't already been. Yeah, <laughs> that that one is the one that I feel like it feels like a no brainer to bring to the Switch also because literally you can play the almost the entire Xenoblade Chronicles library yeah on except Switch. for x except so for x. it's a real weird thing and that's why it's the one game that i struggle with and we'll be talking about it right now basically. right now <laughs> it's number 10 on the list number we'll 10 on the list that. xenoblade chronicles x it's sitting at for a complete in box copy all of these numbers will be complete in box not new not just disc um 72 and some change yep um so that's for cib and that is yeah i don't know at this point, I would have thought the game would have been ported. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect. <laughs> Maybe they still will. I don't know. Uh, all I know is I'm going to get this physical regardless. This is one I'm for sure getting. I mean, I just downloaded the texture packs and put a significant investment to make sure that I had them. So I'm going to get this game physically. And besides, I and besides, I just really like Xenoblade Chronicles now. I'm, I am a newly adopted fan. Yeah. I don't know where this falls in the chronology, but I feel like they're all relatively standalone, all the Xenoblade Chronicles games. Yeah, there might be little connections here and there from what I understand, but yeah, I think they all are. Um, so Yeah, so when I started collecting for the Wii U, it was very much so, it was 2019 is when I started it, mm-hmm. just before COVID, basically. And it was a moment of like, I want to do a full set collection. Mm-hmm. The Wii U only has 164 yeah. na- unique games. Uh, physically so that's not a very hard number to get and at the point at that point gamestop was doing very under re- the retro games buy two get two free mm-hmm. or they were doing things like four for ten on games under ten dollars or four for twenty for games under twenty dollars mm-hmm. like crazy deals yeah so i got xenoblade chronicles x at that point mm-hmm. you know maybe it was four for 40 for games under 20 bucks something like that but dirt cheap like yeah i was picking up games so i ended up getting over 60 games in a very short period of time and I spent pennies. <laughs> like yeah. one day I'll sit down and actually maybe do the math. But somebody said recently you could do a complete Wii U collection for about two to three thousand dollars right now, depending on deals and timing of buying and whether or not you're buying at full price. Sure. I want to say that by the time I'm done with this, I'll have spent a lot less than that. Yeah. Um, which is what kind of like pushed me into going hard. Sad thing is some of these games when I started were a lot cheaper then. So <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have bought them. Well, at 10 on the list, this is not too bad. 72 bucks and change. That's about what a brand new game costs with tax-ish. Yeah, you know? and for a pretty great game, maybe not the best Xenoblade, but the people that I've talked to, I know like Avery Westmark loves mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. And I've talked to a handful of people that really like it. It's very unique. A lot of mechs and stuff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and again, get the texture pack, whether you have this game now or not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, number nine on the list, um, you want to do that one? Shakedown Hawaii Special Edition. Yeah, so I decided to put this, when it, when we talked and kind of compiled, this was number this was number nine, but we weren't doing special editions as part of this list, and I decided to fudge it and put it in here for two reasons. One, because there's a regular standard edition that's only a few bucks less, 68 bucks. Um, but two, Shakedown Hawaii was the last physical release on the Wii U. It was only released online through the developer. Um, I, I kicked myself because I overslept and missed the special edition. Oh, man. Um, so I don't have it, but the special edition is just an alt cover. That's, That's it. it. So it's an alt cover, and it, it gave you like a collect, um, like a box protector for it. Oh, cool. Um, so that was with it, too. It was 20 bucks more, but I do have the standard edition. Mm-hmm. So... As far as I'm concerned, they're the same game. 
I don't need the standard, the special edition to have a complete collection. Yeah, not going for all variants, just one of each game. Yeah, but I did buy two of it because I figured at I think it was thirty bucks a pop. I was like, uh, this might become very. This, I wanted. I bought it as a trade bait for yeah. something I need later, hopefully. Sure. It hasn't skyrocketed in value, which is a good thing because um, the game is available digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, but once the eShop closes, who knows what will happen to this? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seventy-five for the special edition, complete in box, com- complete in box, sixty-eight for the standard edition. Mm-hmm. So um, still not bad. No, honestly, this list isn't too terrible. No, when you compare it to even the Switch Ugh. list, the, I know. these. Until you get to the top three to maybe in the top six, I guess. Yeah. The the bottom ones are all pretty, pretty obtainable. Yeah. Um, which of course these are pricey still. But mm-hmm. um, number eight, you want to do that? Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag GameStop Edition. This one complete in box is seventy nine dollars. So. Once again, I feel like I'm uh, monopolizing a lot of talking here. No, Chris. Chris has got a lot to. He, Chris knows the Wii U collection like the back of his hand. So maybe <laughs> pretty well. But so I the so my understanding is for the GameStop edition is it has some more content and I believe it might be on disc. Um, but either either way, the GameStop edition does whether that's on disc or not, or if it's a download code. The actual artwork has a GameStop edition. Yeah, I saw a little little it. seal on like the top left of it. I feel yeah. like so it is the reason I wanted to put this on here more so than anything is because Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag is maybe a twenty dollar game mm-hmm. if you got it without the GameStop logo. So I feel like this is a good one for collectors or even just somebody who wants to turn it around and trade it or sell it mm-hmm. $79 for a GameStop edition where you could probably go into a lot of stores and they won't double check that and they'll just see black flag sales for 20 bucks yeah <laughs> it's an easy one to possibly uh get at the right at a much lower value yeah that makes sense um yeah like I said I don't know if the extra content is on disc or not which would make to me make more sense as to why it's more valuable but it is def- it does definitely have a GameStop logo on the artwork. Not on the case, mm-hmm. not a sticker. It's on the artwork. Okay. So it's something to look out for. Very nice. Number seven. Cabela's Big Game Hunter Pro Hunts. Just a hair higher at almost $80. Yep. <laughs> so I have this one. Um, Do you? Yeah. Is this the first one? That- oh, you got you got Chron- Xenoblade Chronicles. And I had Shakedown Hawaii. And you got Shakedown Standard Edition. Yep. And I have Assassin's Creed 4, but not the GameStop Edition. Okay. But yeah, I do have this one as well. Another one that I got on the cheap. Um, so I'm not complaining about that because I don't have any intention to play it. <laughs> uh, I'm not really into the Cabela's games. but This just reminds me, like, Cabela's shows up for some reason in pizza joints as an arcade game a lot of times, you know? And they have, like, mm-hmm. the little orange shotgun and you're just shooting at a screen, you know? Like, they're kind of fun arcade games Yeah. So this, I, pl- I played it a little bit because I'm like, I have it. So mm-hmm. I pop in every game I buy and make sure it works. And it's kind of cool, I guess, if you're into this kind of thing. Like you, you wear your camo and you're like crawling through the, the grass and looking for an animal to shoot. <laughs> and Poor like, animals. I don't know why this game. I think it just probably was a late release or not a lot of copies out there. Because mm-hmm. there's another Cabela's game on the console that's not worth anything. Um, so yeah, this game is there. There's a guy I follow on TikTok. Um, he's going for a complete set, and this is one of the last ones he needs. Um, really? Yeah. So and he's doing little different than i am because he's only buying in stores Mm. so i think he'll pay he'll pay going rate Mm. um, but he doesn't pay over that but i always like to see like other people who are collecting if i have any of the games they don't Mm -hmm. and this one in ben 10 2 or ben 10 omniverse 2 yeah guys i have 
two Ben 10 games. <laughs> uh, but Ben 10, Omniverse 2 are the, the two that I tend to have that not everybody does. But oh, then okay. most of these people have the top three, and I don't have those. Oh, so. I see, I see. All right, then. Number six. This one's near and dear to my heart, only because of the character. <laughs> it is Game and Wario. Wow. Wario. $135 complete in box. This yeah. is the first mm, triple-digit value yep. Wii U game. We, we made the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with Game and Wario much? Well, I think I made just a couple notes on it that um, it's has 16 mini-games, apparently. It's, um, is it a blend of WarioWare and Game and & Watch? Because I think that's what the titles kind of lended to, like Game & Watch, Game & Wario. I think kind of. that's kind of what they were going for, but I haven't played this much. Yeah, I haven't so. either. I know that there's 16 mini-games, 12 are supposedly single-player, a couple of those are two-player, and then there's four multiplayer games for, I think, up to four or six players. Yeah, and there's some cool ones, too. Like, uh, anybody who's ever been to PAX with Alex will be familiar with Spy Party, mm-hmm. um, which is a game they've had at PAX for years, where you basically are trying to blend in with what's going on around you, but you're like a thief or something. You're trying to do things while while somebody else is trying to pinpoint where you are in this while you're trying to blend in. Yeah. They have a game like that on here, and that one was fun. That's the only one I remember playing, <laughs> but I remember it being a lot of fun. We'll have to get together and play this though. I don't know. I... Yeah, like I, I love these games when I play them in spurts, like the game, the the, the WarioWare games, and I never ever played this game. And I mean, I guess it makes sense based on its value. It was probably a when did it come in the life cycle of the Wii U? Very early. Very early. Yeah, I don't even remember it at all. Super early. Yeah, because it's surprising I didn't get it then. There were so few things to yeah. get. I, I don't wasn't reviewed very well. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I ended up buying it. Once again, pre-COVID, before it had the ch- the chance to jump up, I got it for thirty bucks. Yeah, so glad That's... that I got, bought it when I did. It's one I I kind of assumed it would be one of the early ones to jump up because mm-hmm. it's probably never going to get a port. Yeah, it relies very heavily on the Wii U gamepad. Yeah, I, um, from what I read, it exclusively uses the gamepad. Nothing else. No, no Wiimotes, No Pro Controller. You just play it. All, you play all the mini games off of the gamepad. Yeah, and I, I want to get together and actually play some of these and yeah. spend more time in it. But to me, this is a game that I am highly considering downloading on the on the eShop before it closes this Sunday because number one, Wario. Number two, party game. Number three, I'm not going to spend 130 bucks on this game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> no, there's no point. If you're not going for a complete set, this is a game to have. But yeah, if you don't need it physically, you might know that you have the option still. You should just buy it because it's what, 30 bucks, 20 bucks digitally? Yeah. yeah, definitely should buy it. And then we can play it. And yeah. Then I don't have to wear out my copy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to download this before Sunday comes along. Yeah, that's number six. All right, what's number five, James? Number five is Zelda Twilight Princess HD. The Amiibo Bundle, which uh, now is going for $147 complete in box. Yep. So, once again, the reason we included this was because this was the standard release at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I felt like it would be nice to, to mention this one. Um, for those who wonder, um, the standard edition, just the game without the big, a big box and Amiibo, is $110 on average. Mm-hmm. So, not crazy amount cheaper um 38 bucks less um mm-hmm. so it's also i mean if we included it on the list as well it would have been number seven yeah um this but, is where my my regret begins to begins to appear on this list is i had this i bought it obviously for the amiibos right this was the height of amiibo releases and it you was have the amiibo right? I, yeah it's somewhere i don't know if that one's displayed yet but yeah that's the wolf ami- uh, amiibo with um wolf link and midna right yeah. riding on his back it's a really cool amiibo um obviously i opened it because i'm a i'm a uh, loose amiibo collector 
not uh, new in box. And however, I kept the game brand new. I never opened the, I never opened Twilight Princess HD. It's still in its packaging, brand new. And that value is at 150 bucks. So it's like, it's like about the same value as a, I mean, the box with the amiibo. The box with the amiibo which is surprising. So I don't I don't think I ever intend to open that <laughs> at this point since it's worth 150, but I do on some level regret that I opened it ever <laughs> the, the original box. I I on the other hand I'm glad that I for whatever I opened the game. Yeah. But I never opened the Amiibo. I have that Amiibo in the box. I have the big box. You I have the big box together. Yeah, I, yeah. I should have kept that. And that was one of my last I bought this at full price. I bought it at launch cuz you know we're at the end of the Wii U's life cycle, basically. We weren't getting anything. Yeah. And I was super excited for to play this again. Um, and it's a great, great port of the game. They, re, you know, they updated the graphics. Game's solid. Oh, yeah. Plays with the Pro Controller. Yeah. Nice, nice port of it. For sure. But at least, since you have the game sealed, if you were to keep it, you can at least borrow my copy if you wanted to mm-hmm. play it. Ever. Also going to be good trade bait for something. Yep. Like that Mariner's DS. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Speaking of which, man, those things pop are popping up all the time now because of how popular the Mariners are. They're a winning team now. They're and always over like $2,000 these you days. Needed, I'm just you like, needed I, to grab it before they were good. Who's paying 2000 bucks for this, this DS, man? Come on. I would be really nervous to, that you might accidentally buy a fake of that one too just because it's just a white, yeah. a standard white DS with just the emblem on it. Those yeah. things are popping up left and right now. Like There's like at least six listed on eBay. I'm just like, forget you guys. 2000 bucks. Just wait. Mariners are going to suck again eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and then nobody will want this. <laughs> Not that I want that to happen. I love you. Go M's. Julio, let's get it, man. <laughs> Julio. Julio. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. He should have been the cover of uh, MLB The Show, by the way. Did you see who they put on the, on the cover of MLB The Show? This guy named something Chisholm from the Miami Marlins who no one even knows about, whereas Julio is an up-and-coming rising star, one of the best players in the game. Like, come on, man. Why would they put somebody nobody knows about? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know Cheaper, maybe? Is, I don't know. That's weird. Miami fans are, are cursing my name right now, because <laughs> I probably even butchered the guy's we name. We are huge in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big Florida representation. Uh, yeah, no, I, I hadn't seen that. But I'm sorry about the Mariners DS. I, oh no worries. I wish you would have got it before it popped up. I don't even remember why we're talking. It will about. go down eventually. <laughs> I said you could trade your. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Game. That's a, that's an easy trade right there. <laughs> <laughs> Comparable values. All right. So number four, uh, last on the list that I own. So oh, we're really? coming up on the on the highest numbers, and it's the last one that I have. I talked about having had picked this up on the last collector's edition episode, mm-hmm. um, and this would be Axiom Verge Multiverse Edition. It's a complete in box. Goes for one hundred fifty three dollars. This isn't a special edition. It's the only way this was released. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a limited run uh, partnership. Um, so you could only buy it through limited run. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a long-term thing. I wish I would have just bought it when it was on limited run because I think it was only like 40 bucks, But I didn't. Um, so I ended up having to pay more for it. I got this one at... I ended up buying it new, if anybody remembers... Uh, ended up buying it new on eBay for 110. Mm-hmm. The most expensive game I've ever bought in that wasn't a new release or a collector's edition, probably just a collector's edition. But for it being sealed, I felt like it. The sealed version goes for closer to 200, mm-hmm. so it felt like might as well. Maybe I can trade it, yeah, and you know, maybe and get a open copy cheaper later or something. I don't know. Get that and something else. Yeah, and you didn't break your own rule. It's, that's more than 20 percent cheaper than what it, what the asking. Yeah, you, right. Quite a bit. No, I, like I said, I know I mentioned on that the last collector's edition episode, but it was a matter of like nobody'd bid on it, 
And I was like, 110 bucks, that's really cheap. Like, I'll bid on it. Sometimes I do that and just know people overbid me, but then I'm like, well, at least I tried. Yeah. And I did not expect to get it, and mm-hmm. I won it. So, yeah. and it came, and it was in perfect shape, sealed. So it wasn't like a, it was a new account, and sometimes those are the ones to watch because people, I think, are a little afraid to bid on stuff with a fresh account. Yeah. Um, but it worked out. But for anybody who knows Axiom Verge, it's a Metroidvania clone. <laughs> Funny thing is, I have this game on Switch, and I don't like it. I don't know why I don't like this game, but something about it. I need to play it again. <laughs> so it felt that part alone kind of hurt <laughs> to, <laughs> to to buy it for the Wii U. I would gladly sell my Switch copy to try to make up the value, but it's not worth that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good find, though. Yeah. Good thing to have for your collection. So we've broken that. Like I said, that was 153. So we broke 150 now, um, but the price is about to jump. Yep. We, we go to the top three yep. Wii U games. And these are all games I need. So <laughs> wish me luck if I want to complete the stupid set. <laughs> so what's number three, Jimmy? Number three is Turbo Super Stunt Squad. It is complete in box, going for roughly $219. You know what Turbo Super Isn't Stunt Squad is? Isn't it a movie? Yeah, it's a, kid, it's a kid's movie. DreamWorks? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. It's about a snail that apparently is super fast. I've never seen the movie. Yeah, I haven't either. But it's a, so this is a racing game based off that movie. Hmm. I don't know that anything has ever been so hard for me to wrap my head around spending money on <laughs> <laughs> than this. I've talked yeah, to Jasmine yeah, yeah. about it, and I'm like, because she knows, obviously, I'm going for this set. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to her. I'm like, the top two we'll get to in a second. Like, at least they have individuality somewhat. They're mm-hmm. games that kind of fall into my wheelhouse. It's really hard for me to want to spend this much money on a game that doesn't interest me at all. And then if I got it on Wii or 360 or PS3, it's like a $10 game. Yeah. It just so happened that it came out on the Wii and a Wii U and apparently like the was one release and there's not a lot of copies out there of it. It's I mean yeah, it's only like only mildly more appealing than that uh Barbie glamour pups <laughs> would be in terms of i want to get this game for yeah. me <laughs> no there's no harder full set game to want to buy than that barbie game <laughs> yeah. this is at least in a price range that's not like yeah, yeah i mean yeah, this yeah. is a lot of money but it's not a thousand plus dollars yeah it's true um this is one i just hope and pray that one day i'll go to a yard sale or something because <laughs> more so than the other ones this is one that a mom may have bought for her kid yeah and i could get lucky and stumble across it for cheap somewhere for sure I, that's never going to happen with number one or two i mean the odds are so slim this at least has a little bit of an odds oh yeah because of the people the target audience yeah the people who had this game before collectors were children mm-hmm. <laughs> so which granted also means there's probably less copies out there in good condition but mm-hmm. right now a kid is chewing on one with their gummy mouth right now <laughs> give me my Wii U because <laughs> that's how kids talk right turbo um. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. tastes like money <laughs> oh man yeah no this is yeah yeah I really want to complete this set but when I look at this game sometimes I'm like yeah that's it's a tough probably, one. I don't know. That's a tough one. And the thing is, like, now we're going to sidetrack for a second and talk about my collecting again. I'm getting close. I'm at 95 games now. I'm almost broke 100 Wii U Of 100 and... 166. So 90, I'm, I'm, 160. You're I'm over halfway. Over ha- or 60. It's 164, I think. Yeah. So I'm over halfway. That's unique titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that anybody cares, but I did catalog everything that I need still mm-hmm. and did a price breakdown, which the price gets pretty high if I was to pay face value. Yeah. Um, but I don't intend to. But I still need like over 20 games under $20 a piece. Oh, wow. Um, so that those, 
uh, do well with those are the kinds of games that I can find cheap if I'm looking, you know, yeah, uh, and spread them out. And then the nice thing is, I only need three games over a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> I only need a few games over fifty dollars, yeah. So most of the games I need are well under that, but sure, I don't know. You'll get there. You'll get there. We'll see. Well, I, yeah, the only problem is yeah, you'd want to get these top three sooner than later because the value on them is going to go up, you'd assume. I'd assume. So, yeah, number three, Turbo Super Stunt Squad. Hey, if anybody has this laying around in their collection for some reason because you had a kid. <laughs> Chris will trade you. I'll trade you something. I'll trade you <laughs> Something James. nice. Yeah. You can be on the podcast. Just take it out of your kid's <laughs> mouth and give it to Chris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That would be the dream to find out somebody had this and was willing to give me a deal on it because they, <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, I don't need this crap. <laughs> um yeah anyways so that's number three james what's number two number two is the book of unwritten tales two apparently this is a sequel never heard of it uh it goes complete in box for 260 smackers yeah out of the top three this game was not this high in covid during um before covid Mm -hmm. when i was doing my most avid like driving around trying to collect stuff yeah it didn't show up but one time and it wasn't close and i wish i would have drove out for it but um, this like this wasn't going for much online, maybe fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it skyrocketed after COVID. Um, but yeah, there was a store down on the peninsula, over on the peninsula, that, that had it back, like I said, three years ago, and it was you know twenty bucks, I think. Mm. Um, and I was like, I don't want to drive out there. <laughs> so, and now, of course, if I could go back, I would have driven out there twice. Yes. Um, yes. But I can't, <laughs> can't. For, see the future but out of these top three it's the only one i ever had a chance to get and i gave up on i didn't so i regret it now yeah that, that'll that'll happen yeah. uh, it's apparently a comedy point and click adventure does that sound about right yeah that's a, it's made by the adventure company mm. so that sound that's exactly what it is i've heard it's pretty underwhelming mm. um by other wii u collectors but i do like point and click games mm. so i i find that a lot of people who didn't grow up on point and click find the genre to be kind of boring mm-hmm. um, but i really enjoy them so maybe just maybe i'll actually like it yeah <laughs> uh, here's to hoping <laughs> yeah so 260 eh, it's not that it's not terrible not really that bad right yeah it's, it's, it's just <laughs> it's terrible just swipey swipe that credit card <laughs> it's <mad. laughs> uh so we have come to number one yep uh it is devil's third not but it's not in third place it's in first place at <laughs> Three hundred and thirty-three dollars complete in box. Yeah, so this is one. I remember I was still at GameStop when this game came out, and um, it was. I didn't pre-order because I had no interest in it at the time. I wasn't going for a Wii, Wii U set, mm-hmm. um, and I remember like it was coming out. It's one of the really late titles, and there was no. We didn't get a single copy when um, it came in. And then all of a sudden, even not long after that, it became a thing where mm-hmm. like nobody got a copy of Devil's Third unless it was pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Like no stores had them. So then it became, it started to go up in price, but they did a second printing of it. So that's why it wasn't super high quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is a game that apparently was like, I, I looked it up because now I can't remember, a, a pretty famed um, game creator. The Ninja Gaiden guy. So oh. t- uh, Tomonobu Itagaki. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I pronounced that right. But he's the guy who created Dead or Alive, Ninja Gaiden. And um, I think he was one of the heads of, or one of the people that founded the Team Ninja team. Yeah. Um, which is pretty, you know, well-revered now. They make a lot of quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he created this game. It was one of his, like, like, it was something he'd wanted to do for a long time. He shopped it out for years, 
Play Sony and Microsoft turned it down. Nintendo ended up being like basically kind of like we respect you, so we'll make it. Sure, we'll we'll publish it, but yeah. you know, like they didn't put a lot of stock into it. They obviously didn't ship a ton of copies. It's a weird game, uh, and just so people know, the term "devil" has nothing to do with actual demons in this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a a, a term. Mm-hmm. He's just a mercenary, and it's just completely wacky, completely over the top. I've heard that if you actually get past some of the gameplay issues there's actually a lot to enjoy in this game Mm. but it gets crapped on a lot because it wasn't supposed to be all that great Um, it did have an online mode that's since been shut off that was apparently really weird but a lot of fun Mm. um i do actually want to play this game because i you know it's just super unique very strange i mean (laughs) (laughs) the, the plot's all super weird i don't know um what's his name scott the waz does a gameplay video on it and it was pretty funny to watch. Um, if so, if anybody's interested, uh, Scott the Waz on YouTube. Um, but yeah, this game is expensive. It right after they announced the eShop closer closure, mm-hmm. it popped up to like five hundred bucks. Oh snap! And it's since settled back down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In a week, I'll probably be regretting not spending this much money. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you're right. I feel like these are all gonna uh, re-peak. Uh, you would imagine shortly after. The eShop closes and people kind of are kind of panic buying or panic selling things, you know. Like, yeah. I think briefly things will go up, but they might cool off at some point. At least you hope they will. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And the video game collecting is just a weird thing right now because obviously COVID screwed a lot up yeah. <laughs> as far as values. And who knows if those values will ever plummet, you know? Yeah. Like, when markets crash, you know, cars and houses become worth less, what mm-hmm. will that do to the video game market? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, maybe it'll crash that too. And not that I want people's... Uh, well, that's why it's never smart to buy things like video games as an investment. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, you want to just buy it because it's something you want. And if it ends up being an investment, great. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, anyway, that's the top 10 list. Uh, we kind of blew through them pretty quick because even though it's a list I know a lot about, there's not a lot to say about a lot of these games. I'm glad you had anything to say because I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say on these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're unique. But you want to just run down the list one more time? Yeah, the, the whole list was this. 10, Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is appropriate because X is 10, Roman numeral. Ah. Number <laughs> 9, Shakedown Hawaii Special Edition. Number 8, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag uh, GameStop Edition. Number 7, Cabela's Big Game Hunter Pro Hunts. Number six, Game and Wario. Number five, Zelda Twilight Princess HD Amiibo Bundle. Number four, Axiom Verge Multiverse Edition. Number three, Turbo Super Stunt Squad. Two, The Book of Unwritten Tales 2. And one, Devil's Third. Yep. So there you have it. Those are the top ten. Not special edition, straight releases, um, I guess straight retail releases of... uh, the top 10 valued Wii U games. So if you see any of these, they're good to add to your collection or good trade bait or good money makers, I guess, if you want to sell them. Um, but keep me in mind if you find any of the ones I don't have. <laughs> Please and thank you. Especially at a deal. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so let's move in. We did want to talk about, mostly because they're kind of cool, um, the top five special editions yes. uh, for the Wii U. Yeah, like this, this is going to be the norm, I feel like, with uh, modern consoles moving forward. There's just going to be a, a subcategory category of collector's editions or limited editions because that is the state of video games now. It's just like co- the comic book industry. There are variants, and they're not going away. They're always going to be around. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't common until probably Gen what, 7, mm-hmm. the PS3 360 um, Wii era is when it really started to skyrocket. Now it's just the norm. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, well, and these are some the Wii U didn't have a lot of special editions. No, it's true. But um, there's some interesting ones on here. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna just I'll just get number five out of the way because it's the least exciting. <laughs> uh, Skylander Swap of Force Dark Edition, um, 150 bucks complete in box. Anybody who's familiar with Sky Skylanders knows that they always did some alt version mm-hmm. that usually came with an extra figure and you know whatever. I I never really played Skylanders, but if I'm not mistaken, the figures in this were their dark versions and were actually completely different than the ones in the original set. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anybody has any interest in it and you find it at a deal, pick up Skylander swap force dark edition at cheap. Cause it's worth 150 bucks. Yep. 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 Number four on the Wii U collector's edition shortlist, Xenoblade Chronicles X special edition for $166 complete in yeah. box. So, um, you know, just continuing the theme that basically every Xenoblade game has had a special edition. This was no, this was no exception. Um, at 166, for me personally, as somebody who is trying to get all of the Xenoblade games, I don't think I'm trying to get all the special editions because I know Xenoblade 2 spe- special edition is ridiculous. It's probably like 400 bucks or something insane. Yep. But I kind of, I don't know if I have to spend 70 or 80 bucks to get Xenoblade Chronicles X anyways. Maybe I should just get this. I don't know. So interesting thing about this is when I saw this price, it actually made me raise my eyebrow because I was like, I swear just recently yeah, I've feel... seen copies of this game go cheaper, the it... special edition. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like it might be worth checking, like keeping an eye on eBay and stuff because I don't think... This is one of those times where I feel like their pricing is askew. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. something's wrong. It's a, it's a little all over the place. Obviously... You think that's low or you think that's high? I think that's high, right, for what it has been going. That will change, Mm -hmm. but I know, and the reason I say it is because I had my eye on a copy that I decided not to buy because I don't really care that much. Mm -hmm. Um, That went for like 80 bucks or 90 bucks on eBay. Really? Yeah, and I was like, granted, I could have probably sold the game or something, but I just didn't feel like dealing with it. Sure. Um, But, so I I know they aren't all going this high. Mm. Um, Now, granted, that was a couple months ago. Maybe there's been a complete shift. Yeah. But it has been since... I know I saw it since Xenoblade Chronicles 3 came out. Yeah. So it's not like there was a resurgence after 3. Sure. And we are that much closer to the eShop closure, so maybe it's pushing it. I don't know. So I did have this pre-ordered back when I worked at GameStop, and I decided not to pick it up. I ended up letting one of my coworkers pick it up because he wanted it more. Mm -hmm. And I don't really... It's one of those things where the reason I decided not to was because I wasn't impressed with it Mm. because it's just an art book and a USB... Um, thumb drive really yeah and I, there might have been a soundtrack or something in there too but i just remember being like i don't know figure no steelbook like not exactly for me not that i don't I'm not dog like if you ended up spending the money on, i'm not trying to dog on it oh no but that's why not. i ended up letting it go um yeah it is a cool the box itself is cool yeah that it comes in because it has one of their mechs on the yeah line. i've seen the, the box looks really it's very striking colorful i yeah. like it but like you said if, if 166 from what you understand is a little high then maybe that gives me even more reason to go for it because if this the difference between complete in box and special edition is like let's say 50 bucks give or take like okay maybe i'll make that yeah sacrifice you know and i what i I guess what i'm suggesting is start checking ebay now because i feel like as of right now that seems weird it seems a little maybe it's trending high and that's now's the time before it gets even hotter yeah yeah because i do think once the shop closes you know blade chronicles x will be a game that shoots up yeah um but i'll just reiterate i will still be shocked if it doesn't get a re-release at some point yeah me too it just it just feels like a no-brainer everything comes to switch especially xenoblade games (laughs) yeah um so number three yeah go ahead all right, this one, back to regret for James. Zelda, Wind Waker HD, limited edition for $275. You basically doubled the price of 
number four. So this is one 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 of those things that I had that Chris gifted to me. Thank you, Chris. That was very kind. It's housewarming gift. I'm However, great. I'm great. <laughs> it was a very it was yeah you're right it was a housewarming gift wasn't it yeah. when we first moved into you first moved into yeah when I first right. moved out of my own yep <laughs> that was I I get. <laughs> I get maybe it was a double sided gift. I don't know, but I because I knew you were buying the game anyway. Mm-hmm. I bought the special edition and gifted you the figure and box and kept the game. And I remember really appreciating you giving that me that specifically because I remember you handing it to me almost in pain, like you're like you almost didn't want to let go of it. And I was like, Chris, that's that shows the love you have right there. I, I appreciate that. You're welcome. But I <laughs> <laughs> so it came with a packaged Ganondorf um, figurine. Um, I would say bigger than an amiibo for sure. More detailed than most amiibos. It is very cool. It's the it's the Ganondorf from Wind Waker, obviously, and it was front and center, prominent on the packaged box. Even the box had really cool artwork on yeah, it. Yeah, it did. Different than the the actual game case. People got to remember this was my amiibo era stage of my life. I literally treat that and view it as one of my amiibo collection, just because of when it came out and how much I love Wind Waker. And unlike. Twilight Princess, which I like, but I don't love. I love Wind Waker. So I did open the game, too. Yeah. And well, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's a shame you you obviously threw the yeah, box away, though. Yeah, threw the box out and all. It's just, yeah, so it's not complete in box. I have the I had the figure. I have the game. They are not sealed, and they are not complete in box. So yeah. I don't know what the figure is worth alone. The game alone is worth, what, like 40, um, 50? 50, 50-ish, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's too bad you didn't keep the box, but it is a cool-looking figure. And, and to be fair... The figure looks better outside yeah, of the box than in I, the box for sure. I probably would have. Your mistake was not keeping the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I would have taken it out and displayed it. I don't. I don't yeah. buy. I'm personally. I don't buy things like that that I want and not display them. Yeah. Sometimes they. I feel like they look good in the box still, or like with the, with the Zelda, um, Wolf Amiibo, mm-hmm. Wolf Link Amiibo. I bought that was the same price. It was just the only release, yeah. so I didn't buy it because I wanted the amiibo necessarily. I wanted the game, yeah. so that's why I never opened it. For sure. And hey, your gift was used. <laughs> yeah, it's on display right hey, there. You appreciate it. I, I played the game because I love the game, and in my opinion, that's the definitive version of Wind Waker. They made some improvements to an already great game. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, if you have that complete in box, two seventy five, not even new, just complete in box. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's shocking, but it's about to take a jump. Yes. <laughs> So the interesting thing I'll say um, first before we talk about these next two items is both of these games or these special editions were exclusive to the Nintendo store in a, in New York. Mm-hmm. So that's why these are so high because they never had full retail releases. You could never walk into GameStop and get them. So they've probably always been high. Um, they've just shot up more and more as the years go on. But sure. Go ahead and tell us what number two is. Number two is Mario Kart 8 Limited Edition. It's it go going for, for one thousand one hundred and ninety nine dollars, so <laughs> nearly twelve hundred dollars for this limited edition of Mario Kart Eight. What's included in it, Chris? So it comes with the game and a little, I'll say, trophy or statuette. Of I think it's more of a trophy mm-hmm. of um, a blue shell. Yes. So it's just it's a small. I mean, it's not even a big figure from what I understand. I've never seen it in person. Mm-hmm. But it is cool. It would does it, look really Would it cool. look really cool on the shelf? Yeah. Oh, yes. I don't think it would look $1,200 cool on no, a shelf. No, no. That wouldn't feel cool buying it, that's for but sure. I, you know what? One thing about this, too, that actually is really cool is the box that it came in. Mm-hmm. Did you did, did you look at that? It looked pretty big, but I, I mean, I don't know. I like the art on it because it's, you know, the box is probably, well, I don't know, maybe, what is that, like a six, six by six, six or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and but it had this really cool image of Mario like in his cart on it, but I don't know how to explain it. It just has kind of a sleekness to the box. Mm-hmm. It's not the same picture that's on the cover of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It has like it's just, and it's just red and black. It just kind of has a cool vibe to the box. So mm-hmm. it would have been a cool box to have, let alone yep. the statue. But yeah, and totally. the only way to play Mario Kart Eight was out of that edition, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not not to mention the fact that we can play it on the Switch now. <laughs> yeah, this is it's a weird. It'd be a hard investment <laughs> for yeah, sure. For sure. Is it cool? Yeah, it is cool. But go ahead and uh, tell us number one. Okay, number one is Hyrule Warriors Limited Edition. This one is going for a measly $1,764. <laughs> but another Nintendo World Store exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah and the, the, the thing about this game is it just came with the... In, in uh, Hyrule Warriors, Link is wearing some scarf. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember why, but mm-hmm. it's his aesthetic in that game. And this game came with that scarf. Yep. And uh, so if you ever wore the scarf and you had it, you're out um, $1,750. Oh, <laughs> man, that's so crazy. <laughs> because That is one expensive scarf. That's a lot more expensive than a cashmere scarf right there. <laughs> it's not Because Hyrule Warriors is only like 10 15 bucks if you were to go get just the, the game on Wii U. Because it's been re-released. It was probably one of the best sellers on the Wii U. Um, not everybody loved it. Yada, mm-hmm. yada. But yeah, it's crazy. You put it in a big box and toss the scarf in there. Oh man! And it what happened? Skyrocketed Why? in value. <laughs> yeah, Coll- collectors, man, it's they, exclusive. They love this stuff. And Exclusivity. I, if I had ended up getting this, I would definitely put it in like a shadow box or something and frame it and mm-hmm. put it on the wall. <laughs> like, oh yeah, for sure. I never, never wear it. And if I had worn it, I would definitely regret it now. Fun game though, Hyrule Warriors, which yeah, had an even better, I don't know, iteration and um, whatever, whatever the sequel was that came out on Switch. Age of Calamity. Age of Calamity. Yeah. Yep. So that's the uh, special edition list. So obviously it gets a lot pricier than the uh, the standard edition list. Yep. Um, but yeah, Skylander Swap Force Dark Edition at number five. Xenoblade Chronicles X Special Edition at number four. Wind Waker HD Limited Edition at number three. Mario Kart 8 Special Edition at number two. And Hyrule Warriors Special Edition at number one. Yeah. I honestly had no idea that the special editions were worth that much money on a, on a, on a Wii U game. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. No, it's those are the grails for sure for Wii U <laughs> collectors. And, and it's just because they were you walked in on day one of the, the launches at the Nintendo Store of America. Was it just day one, do you think? As far as I know, as my understanding is it was just they had however many on day one. So there's yeah. probably less than... Wow, three or five hundred of yeah. these. Yeah, so I mean, so that's even yeah, that's much more exclusive than like Pokemon Box, for example, which is also a Nintendo World Store, you know, sale item. Except for you could buy it online. Yeah, which is true. why we had it. Yeah, why you have it. Mm-hmm. Why I had it. <laughs> Tears of the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Um, okay, just a couple random Wii U related notes that I thought I'd bring up. We'll um, talk about some games we feel you might need to, you maybe should pick up if you have any interest before they skyrocket yes but of course it's speculatory sure but a couple of things i wanted to mention to look out for and the one is like a humble brag type thing is uh one thing is the wii u lens cleaning kit there's no reason that you need this in your collection <laughs> at all but if you ended up having it at some point or you have it in your collection already or you stumble across it somewhere cheap this stupid the north american release of this wii u lens cleaning kit when it shows up on ebay which is rare 
it usually is listed at 200 plus dollars <laughs> and can sell for even more why so the reason I, well i don't know collectors <laughs> um so one reason being it's actually in a wii u shaped case blue case mm-hmm. with artwork and everything's inside of a case so it sits perfectly on the shelf i should have brought it with me because you i actually have, have this. oh wow um and weirdly enough it I, I didn't know how much it was worth until much more recently, but I even like I had already had it on my Wii U shelf, and the reason I even have it is because when I was still at GameStop, somebody brought in their Wii U stuff, mm-hmm. and um, we didn't take that in trade, and he was like, "Just toss it." So I was like, "Well, that's kind of cool. I'm going to keep it." I like <laughs> that it was in a sh- in a case. Yeah, and so I put it on my shelf and didn't think about it for years, and sure enough, uh, yeah, it's worth a ton of money. And I think the main reason being is that this the North American version of this, which has American right, you know, English on it. Sure. Oh, American writing. <laughs> American writing. It has English on it. Was only sold on the Nintendo store online. Mm. Um, so it must be rare. I don't know. You, there's usually one or two copies on eBay. There's always Japanese copies on eBay, but they even sell for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's weird because it comes with a disc and a little cleaning. Um, little droplets that you put on there and it's supposed to go in there and it'll spin and clean the lens mm. in there. I've never used it. Um, but it's just something to keep your eye out for. And like I said, just a little, I just think it's cool that I have this random thing in my collection. I had never heard of it before, but that is pretty cool. Yeah. So totally random. And then something, <laughs> something else that I feel like maybe worth keeping your eyes out for are Wii U branded accessories. Um, because a lot of them seem to have value to them as far as the fact that a lot of them never had, uh, never sold a lot probably because the Wii U didn't have a huge following, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that I wanted to bring up specifically was the Mario branded controllers um, for a couple of reasons. One, they're Wii Motion Plus. They were branded for the Wii U. They came out really late in the life cycle, so they probably have the best technology on a Wii remote you could get. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're backwards compatible with the Wii and all that. Sure. But they're cheap right now. I think they go from 30 to 60 bucks outside of the box for each of them. There's Mario, Bowser, Yoshi, Luigi, Peach, Toad. So yeah, I remember those. They're super cool. I have Mario and Peach. And I kind of want to get them all eventually just because they're not super expensive right now. Sure. But I tell you, I can't imagine... they. They never had a huge release. They came out really late in the Wii U's life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be surprised if at some point these don't start going up in value when Nintendo collectors, you know, start snagging them all up and they aren't as common to find anymore. Yeah, and they're not going to reprint Wiimotes the way they reprint GameCube controllers, you know, because Smash yeah. is Smash. They don't have the the use. <laughs> yeah. That And now, as far as they're concerned, the Wii U is dead. Yeah. So with that, died the Wii. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, like I'm just saying that I first off I think they look cool. Second, if you have a Wii or Wii U, why wouldn't you want cooler looking controllers anyway? Yeah. And just third, like they kind of just have I think they have some I think they'll have more value to them eventually. So if you have any interest, why not have them now? For sure. Well, they're somewhat cheap. Cool. All right. And then just lastly, we wanted to mention a few games we felt like um, are on the slightly cheaper end now or slightly more affordable that uh, don't seem destined to say that stay that way. Sure. Um, James, what did you have? I picked a couple just that kind of caught my eye. One, one really made me kind of like raise my eyebrow when I was just kind of thumbing through the, the list on price charting. But, um, so we all know that, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild is a Switch game, right? Wrong. It's a Wii U game that came to Switch. And strangely, complete in box, it's $28. And when I saw that, I was kind of like, what? $28? Breath of the Wild? <laughs> one of the best games of all time? You know, like, what? Yeah. 
and oddly enough, I, my understanding is it's a perfectly good version of it. Like, yeah. there's, it doesn't, it's not lacking anything. So, like, there's no reason not to have it on the Wii U if you were a Wii U collector or wanted to play it on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, I the one thing to keep in mind with this is there is a variant of it where normally it just will say that it supports the gamepad and the pro controller i think mm-hmm. um but there's a variant that shows like every controller option available sure um that you can use all of them which is inaccurate so it was recalled and you know tossed it so that variant has more value to it um but so if you ever find that it's definitely worth getting or you might already have it in your collection not even know it yeah um but yeah, that's definitely strange that it's still so cheap. It just seems like excessively low, but especially because, well, first off, it's a Zelda game, and the other Zelda games that were released on Wii U obviously are were high on the lists we already talked about, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. So yeah, I would I'm think I'm going to pick this up myself, honestly. And Zelda games, they, they never devalue. They only yeah. go up. And I don't know if it's fair to compare it to Twilight Princess on GameCube. There were special but editions. It, it but... was the same exact con- th- thing. Twilight Princess was a launch title on Wii, but it launched the same day on GameCube. Mm-hmm. And it was the last Wii U game. Sure. And then this is the same thing with Breath of the Wild. It was a launch game on Switch, but was the last Nintendo published Wii U game. Mm-hmm. And Twilight Princess on GameCube is very high. Is so high right now. Very high. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's fair. I think it's a good thing you brought it up because, yeah, well, obviously, like we said, we're not psychics. We can't say <laughs> what will happen for sure. It seems like a good bet that that's going to go But up. it seems like a good bet, yeah. Well, eventually, you'll have people out there that are like, no, nah, screw the Switch. I like the Wii U. Yeah. This is my... I prefer to play Breath, Breath of the Wild <laughs> on there, and then they'll start to yeah. collect. Our younger gamers start collecting, and then they want, you know, that's what happened with the GameCube. Yep. This is what I'm going to pick up for sure. 28 bucks. Like, okay. That's easy decision. Yeah. My other one that um, caught my eye more for just personal reasons, not because I really have any... Well, I guess there's... Okay, so Splinter Cell, Blacklist. This was a GameStop edition, much like the um, the Assassin's Creed, right? So this is another Ubisoft GameStop, GameStop edition, so maybe there's some precedent there for reason its value might go up, for one thing. But as far as I know, too, this is the last Splinter Cell game that had... Um, the multiplayer mode Spies versus Mercenaries, Spies versus Mercs included. I do not know that you can play that anymore. I tried to do a little research beforehand, but like, I mean, any, any online servers are closed long, long ago by now. Yeah, you'd think. But if there is any option to play that via like LAN or even local multiplayer, that seems less likely. It is hands down one of the funnest multiplayer video game modes I have ever played. Yeah, in any game. I even talked about it in the last episode with Rodney, where when you guys would play Chaos Theory online, yeah, <laughs> and when you played as the the spy and you would come down from the ceiling, yeah, and grab somebody and then whisper in their ear before, you'd yeah, kill. you could talk into the mic and just taunt them. Oh my gosh, it's so, so toxic. It was very toxic, but it felt good to do to people too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now, have you played Blacklist from? Like, do you have firsthand knowledge or? Is, um, I think the last. Spies vs. Merc I played was Chaos Theory, I'm assuming. I think that's the one that was the one before this game. I could be wrong. No, Chaos Theory was the last PS2 GameCube era. Oh, one. was it really? Then maybe it was Black. No, 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 there was another one in between, I'm sure I played Spies vs. Mercs on. Yeah, there was Conviction. Conviction, maybe. I think was it? I don't know. I don't but know. Something for, like that. I do know that Spies vs. Mercs was in this game. I, I on I'm assuming what Xbox One and PS4 2? I think it PS3? might have been a PS3 and yeah. 360 game. Oh, yeah, maybe still. you're right. But if there is any way for you guys to play this, um, 
it, the games are really strong just in general too. Splinter Cell games, the, the campaigns are excellent. Very stealth heavy. Yes, very stealth heavy. And I'm, I'm really hoping that Ubisoft kind of turns their fortunes around so we can get some more Splinter Cell stuff, personally. I think they're doing a Splinter Cell remake. They are doing a remake. A remake of what? Do you the know? The first Splinter Cell? The first? I think. Mm. Or like a revitalization of the franchise, maybe. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Don't quote me on it. Yeah. My One of my catchphrases, but um, I'm pretty sure I've read that. It's just one of those characters that's iconic, Sam Fisher, you know, like not in the level of uh, Solid Snake, obviously, but you know, that's where he got his inspiration from, you'd think. Yeah. Ubisoft. Oh, definitely. So it's one of their stronger franchises for sure. And forget Raven. Yeah. I mean, just complete in box, this game is 27 bucks for the Wii U. So. It's one Sa- I still don't have. Same. Co- hey, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. That's a good one to keep in mind too, though. Especially the GameStop variant. Yeah. I know there is a non-GameStop variant. Sure. Um, but yeah, you, apparently you don't know. I thought it, I was shocked when I saw the Assassin's Creed one, it jumped up so high. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. there's, yeah, there's a little bit of precedent there for this to go up, to shoot up a little bit. Yeah. Um, did you have any others? No, it's just those two that kind of caught my eye. So I like Jor 2 because they were cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, they were definitely very affordable. Mine are slightly more expensive, mm. but I'm bringing them up because I feel like they're only going to get more expensive and I'll explain why. Okay. Um, so first I'll say Paper Mario Color Splash. Oh. First off wasn't popular the paper no. mario games i don't know how well they sell but they don't do that well i'm surprised they keep making them because people just crap on them they, they, gotta, they poo-poo on them now that they don't have the rpg elements they gotta move on they gotta they, yeah they have which re- i've haven't played color splash yet I have every intention to eventually mm-hmm. but i've heard it's actually okay if you get past some of the annoying gameplay gimmicks mm-hmm. and it's funny that's one of the things paper mario does well yeah it's, it's sense of humor sure um, but if you look at Paper Mario as a franchise, other than 64, they've never ported any of the other ones. That's I mean, true. People still die in for a port of A Thousand Year Door. They don't seem to have any interest in re- letting people replay the franchise. They just want to keep releasing new ones. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Color Splash, not the most popular one. Didn't get rave reviews or anything. It didn't sell well. I don't foresee it being one of their top priorities to port. Um, unless they eventually did a Paper Mario collection, but Nintendo's not known for their collections. No, they're not. Um, and yeah, I guess in terms of print runs, this would be what at the bottom of the list. I would assume. <laughs> you think? I think of the Paper I, Mario games. I think Sticker Star, which was the 3DS one, did all right. But I played Sticker Star and I loathed it. And I, <laughs> I finished it, but it wasn't fun. Yeah. Like the sticker aspect, I didn't enjoy it. If anybody did, I apologize, but. I just did not enjoy that game. Now, Super Paper Mario on the Wii was a blast. Yeah. That game was great. Obviously, the first two were great, but I have Origami Origami Kingdom or whatever. I've heard that was pretty strong, actually. And it was, I didn't finish it, but I got pretty far, and I was, it was better. It yeah. was better, but still not, you know, I still, still kind of just missed the standard RPG elements. But yeah. Anyway, it, it's first party. It's Mario. It's Paper Mario. That series will always have some fans. Yeah. So, and it's only, I forgot to write down prices on these and I don't feel like looking them up it's um, right now, but I, they're all, all three of these are, or this one specifically is right around 50 right now. Sure. Um, and I assume once the eShop closes and once you start getting more Wii U collectors, it will be one of the ones to pop up and value a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. And the next two are kind of in the same category. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Rio Games 2016. Oh yeah, I saw um, this. This they'll never port this. I mean, no. Why would they? You're not going to port a random Mario yeah. and Sonic game. It goes for about seventy right now, sixty Ooh. to seventy, which is already pricey. So it's just outside that top ten, you'd think then, in terms of it's value. Just outside, yeah. And and I fortunately I have all three of these. Yeah. Um, but 
I made these are so Mario and Sonic. I actually spent a little bit. I mean, I spent closer to full that that seventy on. I think I spent like sixty, mm-hmm. and that was because. I just don't see how it won't pop up in value eventually. It was a late release, mm-hmm. did not sell a ton, and they're never going to port it. So it has all of the the signs of a game that should yeah. eventually go up in value. Um, and it's like it's already at over what its original retail cost was. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it something to sense. keep in mind. And then lastly, Wii Sports Club. Um, yes, we have Wii Switch Sports now, but Wii Sports Club is a direct port of Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. With new con with more content and a couple more games, I think they added some of the Wii Sports Resort games on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we Sports Switch Sports is great, but it no matter what we've played it, it is not the exact same no, as Wii not. Sports. It's different. So I'm not saying that's better or worse, but there's nostalgia on Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. And if somebody realizes they can buy Wii Sports Club on their Wii U and get all the Wii Sports games plus some Wii Sports Resort games plus some extra features that the Wii U had, you know why wouldn't they buy that? And it's only like sixty bucks right now, mm-hmm. so it seems like a it, it seems like another one where it's only going to go up in value. It's always it had a very low print run. Yeah, it was a weird game too. They I guess I'm tangenting here, but they released it via weird pass when they released it on the Wii U that was digital. You could buy like a day pass for two dollars, or you could buy one of the sports. For like ten bucks, mm-hmm. it was this weird, stupid thing they did. I don't even understand what they were doing. And then a year later, they released a physical version with everything on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't have a lot. It was never a lot of it out there. I can't imagine it sold super well. Um, well, it's just because it was on the Wii U. So anyway, those are three. Like I said, unlike James's, where in a nice price range, these are still a little higher. Yeah. But I just assume that once the eShop closes, yeah, all bets are off come, at that point. Yeah, they're gonna go up. So just something to think about. I'm not, and I don't, I'm definitely not trying to put, (laughs) I don't know how many Wii U collectors actually listen to this or people (laughs) who have a Wii U that care. That's fair. But I'm not trying, this is, the point of this isn't to like instill FOMO in people and make you rush out and buy stuff. It's just a little bit of knowledge, I guess. Yeah. And the timing's appropriate because these are going to get more expensive. Yeah. So for anybody who cares that might want to play Paper Mario Color Splash or have Wii Sports Club um, to play it when they have friends over, just suggesting that sooner than later might be the time to get it. Yeah. So, and like Wii Sports Club is one of my more recent finds in the last year or so that I stumbled across at a GameStop. Mm. So, and it was like, it was, I want to say 40, but I had a couple of coupons and something else. I ended up getting, I think I only spent like 20 bucks on it. So. Oh, wow. Anyway, just something to keep in mind. Yep. So, that was it. That was a lot of talking about the Wii U. I hope uh, we didn't completely bore <laughs> the people who could care less about the Wii U. Yeah, but. For all those who don't need to hear about the Wii U ever again, guess what? We're probably not going to talk about it again for a while. Yeah, you <laughs> might hear my, my occasional ramblings about collecting for it, but yeah. I tell you what, if the games skyrocket like they may, I might just sell off the collection and go for something else. <laughs> go for a complete PSP UMD movie collection. Oh, snap. You're going to need it for Who that. wants to come over and watch Hitch on oh. my PSP? <laughs> Everybody crowd around. Oh, come on, guys. Sit now that we table. found love, what are we going to do? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Great movie. Song. Uh, well, James, any other thoughts? No. Um, you're running out of time to download games on your 3DS and Wii U. Um, play Metroid Prime Remastered while, before Tears comes out, and that's about all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you made it this far, um, if you have any suggestions for a future Collector's Edition episode, because I like to try to do these every few months or so. Yeah. Um, if you have a console you'd like to hear us talk about or a subject that would bode well for collector, like a collecting subject, 
I'd love to hear them because, I, like I said, I love doing every episode, but these are some of my personal favorite. So if you are enjoying them and you want to hear something specific, mm-hmm. uh, possibly even beyond an episode. Yeah, if you'd like to join us, that'd be great. Uh, um, reach out. Like yeah. I have a couple people in mind to have on future episodes already. Um, but yeah, definitely reach out to us. Like, you couldn't really have anyone on this time because it was literally made, the decisions were made last night to do this. <laughs> yeah, it was super last minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. And I think you brought this up last time, Chris, but it was a good thing. Um, in terms of like uh, leaving a review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on every medium, whatever you, if you, that, that'd be very much appreciated for visibility, for people listening to us. And if you leave a detailed five-star review, we'll, we'll read it for you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I usually try to put questions or stuff, you know, some kind of interactive thing that only goes to Spotify. But I try to put those on there. If you ever post anything and I happen to see it because I try to check regularly, I can, I'll even pin it to the comments too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just like to see the interaction. So yeah. feel free. And then per the norm, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're, we have a Discord. So if you want to join the conversations or have things you want to say, feel free to sh- shoot me a message, post on a post, whatever. Um, we just, you know, we want to get this as interactive as possible. Um, obviously I have a lot of different people on here for a reason. It's cause it's fun to have different views and different viewpoints. Definitely. Not everybody wants to be on the podcast. Um, not everybody can be on the podcast. Um, if they you know, don't live close or whatever, but yeah, if you're, if you want to just have your voice heard, I'll gladly read comments and thoughts from other people, use topics from, uh, from other people, yada, yada. I'm going to try to bring Sean Kemp on the podcast. I bet he's interested. <laughs> I bet he's interested. We'll talk about NBA jam. Let's go. <laughs> Um, thank you for correcting that too. I don't want people to think I thought he was just being oh, no, 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 no. psycho out no, there no, 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 no. shooting up Tacoma Mall. <laughs> it was by Tacoma Mall too. No, you no, you were just reporting the news that was available at the time. There was there was a lot of misinformation. And that's it, what was it out there. Just happened to be something. I don't even remember why I brought it up. No, you you were recording you were reporting the information that was available at the time. So <laughs> I just had to say something because I got I gotta defend my boy, Sean Kemp. <laughs> Well, you got fans here, Sean. <laughs> we haven't forgot what you did for the Sonics. That's well, right. James definitely hasn't. I definitely I didn't really want. Bring him back, baby. Um. Okay. Well, this episode ended up being longer. I felt like it was going to be short, and then I was long wrong. <laughs> blame Metroid Prime and Sean Kemp and yeah, other people. Blame my inability to shut up. <laughs> um. Well, as always, I appreciate everybody's listening. Um. Appreciate your participation when we ask questions and just you know continuing to support us. So. Um, yeah, so if you haven't already, remember that you can follow us on Instagram at xbuttongaming, Twitter on X-bu- at xbuttongaming1, we have a Discord, yada yada, we'd love to have you, your, you join the conversation wherever you want. And in conclusion, remember to always press X to continue. And if you happen to listen to this far, post Sean Kemp on any anywhere that you want to let us know that you heard this little Easter egg. <laughs>